0: Welcome to Critic Apocalypse, episode 116. That's right. We're cutting straight to the fucking cheese, the crackers out. We're on the board. We're ready to go. And how are you doing this week? Mm. How are you doing this week? Ant, how are you doing this week? Yeah. And how are you feeling? What's your emotional state? How are you doing? Average. All right. Cool. I'm a fucking state, but let's not let's let's not dwell on that. That's on to the next thing. It's
1: normal view. I know,
0: right? Emotionally, I am a fucking whirlwind of pain seeker. and sadness. It's not attention seeking. Mm. My friend had to go to the woods and live there, so shut up. Still feel really bad about that. I feel gross and sad. I, I've not been sleeping well. I'm actually really worried about him. I want to go see him, but it's bad to go see him until he's, like, ready and he's living out
1: there. Hmm.
0: Oh, fuck's sake. Now I'm sad again. And you're going first. Do you want to tell everybody what we do?
1: You're talking about the child you kidnapped.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever. And tell everyone what we do.
1: That's not my job.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake! Well, we're Chris Apocalypse, we're a podcast where every two weeks we review four things that we've done, seen, or uh, or experienced in the last in, the, in that time period. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory with the name of the podcast, isn't it, Chris Apocalypse?
1: Yeah, obviously, yes. Yeah, people yeah. hear
0: that and they're like, "Those guys review stuff." I know exactly
1: what they review. How many they review? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's in the title. Yeah. Well, crit uh lips. Right, so it's five syllables. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Alright, your review first this week.
1: Oh uh, sure. There's no
0: stupid shit. I'm not gonna talk about news because there's not been any news, is there? I mean what news is there? Oh, uh uh technically, by the time by the time this is edited, so tomorrow or Tuesday or Friday, or whenever, um, Spider-Man, Far From Home, might be Sony's highest ever grossing movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's about to cross the line. Which is fucking madness, isn't it? Well, Sony? Yeah.
1: Well, so they have... What do they have? Exactly. They don't really make any big movies.
0: Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man, was the first film to cross a billion.
1: No. Nah, Far From Home's the first Spider-Man film to cross a billion. Is it? I, yeah.
0: I, I swear, because they released no. the first Spider-Man film like six times.
1: The original Spider-Man? Yeah. No, no, no. The Spider-Man From Home is the first it... one to pass a billion. So Spider-Man was, sure.
0: Spider-Man was a 12A and then they released a PG cut?
1: No, they um, people complained that it was a 12 certificate in the UK, so they, re- they launched the 12A certificate so they could take kids to see a 12 certificate film. it was film. originally a
0: 12 certificate. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, sorry. It was very close. Eight hundred and twenty-one million.
1: Yeah, this Far From Home is the first one that's passed a billion.
0: Okay. okay. Even though Spider-Man Two, the original Spider-Man Two, might technically be better.
1: Mm.
0: Anyway, and that's that's new here nor there. That's that's the news. Oh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's dead. That happened, didn't it?
1: Yeah. Why did you do that?
0: He killed himself. Why did you? You can't see the air quotes when I say killed himself. Uh, yeah. So Jeffrey Epstein's dead. He killed himself before he could uh, go. To, Must have been a surprise for him. I know, right? Um, apparently the straight, the, the, apparently the, the injuries, the autopsies review released. The injuries were, they they can be sustained in a hanging, but it has to happen at like an extreme height. Hmm. And it's more likely they came from violent trauma. Hmm. So strangulation, <laughs> but no one's doing anything about it. hanging's pretty
1: violent. That rope could have been. I know,
0: right? Could have been all kinds of angry. Um, no one's really reviewing that or looking into that because he was under Bill Barr's protection and Bill Barr's obviously don't trust butt buddy. Um, but I mean, but coming from that, we've now got Prince Andrew's withdrawing from the royal family from the from the public eye. No, which is good because he's a convicted pedophile. He knows what's coming? Well, he's a pedophile, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He was. He was. He was filmed by Jeffrey Epstein uh, in a blackmail scandal, which happened about ten years ago. No one, everybody seems to have which forgotten the fact. Male? Yeah, that's true. Um, everybody seems to have forgotten the fact that there's a videotape that exists of Prince Andrew having sex with a girl who's under the legal age of the country she's from. So he is a paedophile, but not registered as a sex offender. He's still allowed near children, so the world is a fucking travesty. I think all
1: royal family job. members are registered as sex offenders right away. Just, <laughs> just, just get him some, on there. Yeah. They're going to be in a Saves time.
0: Yeah. Oh, who would have thought that Prince Harry, like, like what was it, like 12 years ago, he was dressed as a Nazi going to a costume party, and everybody went, oh, God, he's a fucking travesty. Who would think that he's the bastion of hope for the royal family? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, ad let, let's get on because it's just getting more and more depressing. And your first review this week, would you please tell us what you've done?
1: I don't know, uh, nothing.
0: I mean, you've done something. Um the police have been around several times. So you've done something.
1: I, okay. Um let's half-heartedly review Doom on Switch. Okay. Um
0: have you played enough of it to Not
1: really something? no. But you've played Doom. I know Doom. I know Doom. Let's
0: talk about Doom then. The uh, game in general.
1: It's alright, no online multiplayer, it seems like a downgrade from the Xbox 360 version that came out years so ago. It's because it had co-op, didn't it? Yeah, it's got local multiplayer and local, up to four players, you can have split screen four player. Yeah, but, it ramped up um, the
0: difficulty, didn't it? It moved you up a difficulty level if you were back I gone. can't remember. But, yeah.
1: but no online deathmatch, is a bit weird. Um, They've patched it so you don't need the Bethesda login thing no, anymore. Not. Although when you go to scroll past the ebit where it asks you to enter email, it automatically brings up the keyboard, so you have to bloody exit that to oh. get past it. I? Um, I don't. I can't remember if I've got a Bethesda login a lot. I probably have. I do some have point. one because I played
0: Youngbloods.
1: <laughs> Youngbloods, mm. but um, no, it's it's Doom. Um, f- control wise, it's fine. It yeah. does what it's supposed to do. It's, yes. it's it's Doom. I would like it if they put something a bit more old fashioned in the control scheme in there because it hasn't. It's all analog movement. It hasn't got um hasn't got a control scheme. It's tra- traditional Doom should be. Like, back, forward, turn, left, turn, right on the D-pad, and then shoulder buttons for strafe. That's how all yeah. the old games did it. Yeah, it's
0: strafe is left and right. Yeah,
1: but you, do, you could do that on the Xbox 360 version. You could set it to, like, a classic-style control scheme, mm. but now it's dual-analog so control, but you can't look up and down. Yeah. Um, which is it's fine, but, you know, this is a bare-bones port. Um, music seems to be either slightly too slow or out of key. Mm. Something seems off with the music on it, but... I well you know what it's downsampled maybe I um, know oh, downsample. We don't even know what that means, do you? Yeah. No. Downsampled. No. I think what's happening is that the <laughs> game itself is playing at thirty-five frames per second because it's a straight up um, emulation of the PC version, which is the frame rate the old PC version would play at. And yeah, I, it went think up to 70, I think they, I think the music's being really? played from an MP3 that's running at a slower fret speed.
0: Wasn't the old resolution was thirty-five and then it was seventy? Was like.
1: Well, old rare monitors used to refresh at 70 hertz, mm. those old PC monitors. Yeah, I remember. So it'd be 35 frames per second, it'd be half of that. Mm. Um, that'd be the locked frame rate, because the game, the tick rate on the game would have been locked to the frame rate, so they wouldn't let it go over a certain amount. Yeah, yeah. But um, Doom on PS3 and Xbox 360 ran at 60 frames per second, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were crazy smooth. Um, but they, they were like really good ports. Um, yeah. It does make me want some more classic games on Switch, though. I do want Duke Nukem I want friggin
0: I thought Duke Nukem was on there for a long time I thought no. it was already on there no. it's not. You think
1: it was It's, it's the only co- console in the world that hasn't got Duke Nukem 3D Duke Nukem 3D's on the Mega Drive Like It's on a,
0: it's on a calculator It's on yeah, one of those on one
1: everything. of those Don't Texas friggin play around with your fucking lemonade bottle drinking it like you're a baby with a friggin with a bot bot You got your bot bot with your little with your little suckle nipple thing on it And just mm. put it around
0: right my veins Yeah
1: there it's 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 doom. Um, I like the noise. I like the noise. That's always been my favourite sound effect. And the the most important thing is doors. what does
0: E1M one sound
1: like? It sounds like um, it sounds a lot like a bunch of floppy disk drives being activated in sequence. Which Do you is the, uh, that YouTube yeah, video? Yeah, that that YouTube everyone has, video where the guy
0: yeah. remakes music with the uh, floppy disks.
1: There's a guy who does that with like just random stuff. He like plugs resistors into frigging any random electronic device and pitches the tones down so he can yeah. get the notes and then, you know, uses an epilator.
0: So he some, uh, yeah he like some
1: down-sampling. Yeah. There's one where he's playing friggin', um the Imperial March on an epilator. <laughs> Just is <go, laughs> fine, if that's what you want to do with your time and that's the sort of sick filth you want to put onto YouTube, fine. You know what? I bet you he's done it with a dildo as well. Made a song with a dildo, yeah. yeah. Get a whole bunch of them and get them drumming out fucking I don't know Y Y Z. Just one, just yeah, the just, just get the ends moving around on the on the wonky work movie ones, whatever. The ones you've got,
0: that you put up your bum hole. What well, my musical butt plugs? Yeah, they're actually whistles. Mm.
1: So when you fire, yeah, like a penny, yeah, yeah. like one of those thingy whistles, yeah. yeah. Bollocks. Um, but Doom, yeah, it, it's Doom. How much did it cost? It's not quite as impressive a port as the Doom 2016, you know. <laughs> right.
0: Or Doom 3. Yeah,
1: Doom 3. Yeah, that's alright. Apparently it's quite a good port on Switch.
0: I haven't played it yet. I've got yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to play I
1: it. I might play it at some point, because I've never, I've never liked Doom 3. But...
0: It's only £8, and I actually did like Doom 3 when I first played it, but when I first played it, was... I remember it was... that
1: came out and Chronicles of Riddick came out around the same sort of time, and they both had really similar... They had that... Everything looks a bit like it's me. No. They're
0: way, way apart.
1: Nah, they're not that far apart. Yeah. Chronicles of Riddick, is One
0: second. Both Doom came Doom out during 3. the
1: original Xbox's lifespan because Doom 3 had a port to the original Xbox.
0: 2004. Doom 3. Yeah. And and
1: Chronicles butchers, of Riddick.
0: It's Butcher Bay, right?
1: Escape from Butcher's Bay. That's the remaster. Okay. What was it? Well, it's Cornu- on Dark
0: Athena. Uh, that no, that master. was the remake. No, no it was Escape know. from Butcher Bay. Was the yeah?
1: I've got the I've Division One export. Okay, so it's shit loads from Butcher Bay. Two thousand and
0: four, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: is. Yeah, told you. Good time Same time. Well done. Um, I preferred Chronicles of Riddick.
0: Yeah, you would because it was a
1: fucking great game.
0: Well, Doom was really good. I I think people it had Exhibit
1: in it and Carl Urban. People were Carl Urbane
0: Oh he had a he had a cameo as his character from Chronicles yeah. of Riddick the Film. He's in it
1: a couple of times during the game. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Did he say, You're not a necromancer? Yeah. Um so yeah, Doom. How much is it? 399. It's on other consoles. I mean for
1: three ninety nine people can complain it's not a perfect, like fully featured port, but it's free ninety nine. No online plate, fine. Like on the Xbox three sixty one was like seven, eight quid, wasn't it, I think, or twelve quid maybe. Mm. Um I played the Xbox 360, what a shitload. And the PS1 version still probably my favourite console port, but... To be fair, anyway. I,
0: I don't know if Doom 1's so essential. I think that Doom 2 being on there for £4 is quite good. Yeah. Because loads of people didn't play Doom 2. No, I did. I wish they had Final Doom on there. Because there was an extra on Doom 3 on the... on the Doom 3?
1: Um, Final Doom? It was on PS1.
0: Yeah, I know, but Final Doom was an extra on Doom 3 on the um, BFG edition.
1: It's got those extra nine levels from whatever... The- other story was I can't remember. Resurrection of Evil, yeah, sorry like that. I can't uh, remember the lost levels. The lost levels, Super Mario, the ones, the levels that were taken from um, Doki Doki Panic, yeah, On the Super Famicom.
0: No, I, I, I think this whole like move to get like Doom and stuff on the Switch, like the problem is that for a long time people haven't treated it like a legitimate console, and it's mostly been like first person titles that have been. Unreal. I'm, I'm
1: loving that there's more effort being put into retro games on the Switch by other publishers than Nintendo. Yeah. And meanwhile, what's Nintendo giving us on Switch this month? Friggin' um, Kung Fu Heroes, never heard of it. Whatever, it's a, NES, it's a NES game. And we're getting Vice Project Doom, which is fantastic, but that's it. That's all we're getting on the NES Classic no. games. And Vice Project Doom, to be fair, a box copy of Vice Project Doom is ridiculously expensive. Oh, really? A car on its own is over 100 quid. Oh, like, so that's not bad. Yeah, but at the same time, two games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it does look like the SNES games are coming soon, but...
0: Yeah, because they've released that controller thing, haven't they? Well, well there's they've patents around um, people... Rumoured it, it. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's not that far off, because the Switch Online was it about a year ago. started September last year, didn't it? Yeah. I reckon they'll announce it next month.
0: Well, in Japan, they've already got them. What? They've already got SNES games on the Switch. No, they have Yeah, no, they, SNES. they do have a SNES... My sister has... Um, one sec. <clears throat>
1: the only SNES games on Switch that have been released are the um, Seiken Nensetsu games from the Secret of Mana collection. That's the only SNES games, and they're releasing Final Fantasies on there soon, aren't they? But no, there's no SNES games on Switch in Japan. They get some extra SNES games. They've got Joy Mech Fight, and they've got one of the Kunio-kun games, which I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the friggin' full title of that one, because those games, they were like Kunio-kun, meta whatever friggin' I have a hard enough time pronouncing <laughs> friggin' Japanese games. Like friggin'... What was that one I was trying to pronounce on my video for my video today? Kurenai no Kane Wanaru. That one, friggin... that took so many attempts to get right. It means the frog for whom the bell tolls.
0: <laughs> for yeah. whom the
1: bell tolls. Yeah, I should have just said the American time. name, but it never got released outside America, so I can't. It's not an official title. What are you doing now?
0: I was just quickly having a look because there's there no is SNES games on the Switch other SNES
1: than games. stuff that's been ported through collections, which would be Psychonautsetsu or Secret of Mana, Trials of Mana, and all that. Um, they need to put friggin' Chrono Trigger on the Switch, but I'm hoping that'll be one of the games that comes in the SNES collection, because Chrono Trigger's a fucking masterpiece, might be one yeah. of the best RPGs ever made. Anyway, um, Doom. For 3 $399, you can't <laughs> complain too much. It ain't There's something wrong with it. There's something off the frame rate being 35 frames per second is a bit weird. It feels mm. like... I don't know, that might not be a major thing, but it feels something a bit odd about it yeah but um
0: it's like a film of motion smooth yeah
1: there's some scaling going on as well like there's
0: I thought the I thought the border looked weird because I'm used to the border being all around the image like on yeah. the
1: um, I think it is the... a lot of the older games they did just to keep Say the frame 32X, rate up yeah. even the PC version had the borders going everywhere but ah, it looks okay. to me when I was looking at it um diagonal lines and stuff like occasionally it looked like one or two pixels were slightly wider than the okay. others so I think there's like a a step up where every so many pixels they've doubled it to you know Truth like how some Sega Saturn games would do it because the resolutions were different to PlayStation games and you'd get like the Symphony of the nights a good example where the stairs were all crooked every now and again because there was like a double row of pixels yeah. to make it I'm
0: thinking more uh, do you remember the FMV on Sonic 3D Blast where they had the weird Blast was it Sonic 3D
1: Sonic 3D had FMV on the Mega Drive that was a really ridiculous compression trick yeah so it reminds
0: like, me of that like yeah. similar sort of yeah Alright uh, Okay cool Sounds Fuck good Fuck you I would say like Doom 2 Would still be that Because like, I don't think many people And there's more content In Doom 2 than there is in Doom eh, It's about the same Is it about the same? Yeah right, anyway. Okay uh, My first review is this Wolf- week Is it original
1: Wolfenstein On Switch? No I feel like it should be
0: Yeah so do I It's actually It's pretty much all unlockable Through Wolfenstein 2 Isn't it? You can download the bonus stuff. Oh is it on Oh yeah And Youngbloods You've got a version of it as well Is it
1: actually the full levels In Wolfenstein 2? Yeah I thought it was just like little segments like they did with Doom.
0: Oh, it may just be a little segment. No, it's Because in
1: Doom, there's little hidden areas in there, which yeah, are. so I was running around one of the ones I unlocked on Doom 2016 earlier. I was, really? I was playing and going, this is really familiar. <laughs> yeah. I still want to get Doom on the Switch, just because I'd like to give it a go again.
0: But mm. I want
1: to play through it again on PC, but. Um on
0: some ridiculous like 4K. Well, I can. You know?
1: That's yeah. why I played it. That's how I finished it. Yeah. Because I started it on my 750 Ti, didn't I? And, and then, then I never finished 10, it. And then I got my 1070? 1080. 1080. And it's... um oh. Or 1070, yeah. And it's like frigging... Just went back and went, Oh, it's 4K now. And it's <laughs> fucking... It's, it's 4K, it's
0: 120 frames. And it's
1: still like going... Yeah, still... That game is yeah. so well frigging done on PC. Yeah.
0: On every console. I'm surprised by it. almost every console it's on. It's mm. just a fucking miracle, isn't it? When's an that's Alien
1: thing? nation out on Switch? That's oh, yeah, that seat, is isn't coming, it? isn't it? Yeah. I
0: forgot about that. I don't think that's worth a replay.
1: But well, the Xbox 360 version looks stunning. Like, really? Yeah, the Xbox 360 version is I played really it on really Xbox
0: pretty. One and then I played it again on PS4 when it was given away yeah, on got PS4. Yeah, on PC. You got yeah. on PC. And PC, you had it in 4K before you even upgraded your PC,
1: didn't you? I had, so I had a TV that could play yeah. 4K. It just went and defaulted to 4K. Yeah. And I was just like, that's a bit much, mate. Tone it down a bit. Well, I think the more stuff... i got the is- box copy on on PC. Oh,
0: Yeah. <laughs> The more stuff that gets ported to Switch, the better, I think. Right now, Cause, uh, yeah, but if we could have of...
1: less of those, um, you know, shitty Steam, yeah, the weird, the, the weird pervy shit that keeps coming up on Steam.
0: Well, there's like weird stuff that comes out on Steam, and then there's like weird Kickstarter stuff that ends up on there. Mm. Like I didn't see if you didn't know if you saw Coffee Chaos. You know the Mega Drive a, game they made?
1: Did they, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they released on Switch. They already had that. There was already planned a planned car on Steam, so I'm guessing the Switch port's pretty straightforward.
0: Well, the Switch port. So it was really weird, because on Steam it was like a tenner. And I remember the, the Kickstarter, because mm. it was like 20 quid to get a Mega Drive car. Yeah. And uh, and I just bought it on Switch. It was like £1.80. Yeah. It was down on offer. Fair enough. But um, There's you... a
1: game on there now called Picto Quest I want to try, which is basically an RPG Picross. It looks quite neat. Like I mean, when you I mean, you you do solve cross puzzles, you have time limits to make you to pick your pixels and yeah. fill in the pixels and stuff. And the enemies will be doing stuff like removing them or putting fake ones in and messing with the numbers and stuff to mess you up. Looks quite neat. It's about seven quid, I think it is, or something like that. And yeah. Anyway, you review something, you uh...
0: donkey sh- reaping no, shit eater. That's
1: too easy. Um...
0: Barber stores. Okay, so my first review. Police
1: Academy 5 through 7. Citizens
0: on Patrol? Um, No,
1: Citizens on Patrol is Police Academy 4. Oh,
0: right, so Operation Miami.
1: Uh, Operation Miami is 5. Then there's the friggin' sixth one no one ever remembers, which is City Under Siege. And the seventh one is Mission to Moscow, which I would see in cinema. Yeah.
0: Because you're old. Yeah. Okay, so my first review this week is going to be something that you reviewed last week, and I've finally no. got around to playing enough of it to actually give you an opinion. It's no. Marvel Ultimate Alliance free you not allowed opinions. On the Switch. So it's a game where you play superheroes, all from the Marvel Universe, some from comics, some from films, some from games, some from TV, and you go around punchy-kicking, punchy-kicking people. It's really, really good, isn't it, Ant? Reminds me a lot of uh, the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance's
1: it's the sequel to it, A
0: bit sharper and a little bit more fun. Is it now? And also, one nice thing is, unlike everything else that's been out recently that's relating to Marvel, they aren't strictly limited to just the just the movie universe. No. They can pick stuff from everywhere, unlike Marvel. Uh, what was it? Marvel, Marvel versus, versus Capcom, Capcom Infinite. Infinite. Fucking hell, that was dog shit. Uh, but yeah. If I would argue you
1: Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was as well. Pardon? Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was like dog shit. No. Like second that. one's a masterpiece and no game comes close See, to I it. See, I really like Marvel Even the re-release 3. of the second one isn't as good as the second one.
0: I've got the second one on uh, iPad. Yeah,
1: it's isn't not that weird? Where they put all the characters unlocked from the start and then yeah. took out all the extra modes. I'm gonna take you
0: for a ride. It's a great game. Uh, so yeah, so Marvel Line 3, it's on Switch. It's like roughly about 30, 35 quid now. Um, it's only been out for a few weeks, so it's a massive price drop. Um, but in all honesty there's a lot Is that where you get it
1: from your dodgy sites? Yeah
0: There's a lot here there's a lot to play and there's a lot to enjoy and especially if you're a Marvel fan I don't know why you wouldn't be playing this well if you've not got a Switch obviously because it's exclusive but you know all in all I'm
1: still seeing people saying they're waiting for the PC port and I'm like it's published by Nintendo Yeah Literally says on the side of box, Nintendo
0: it's, got- it's like Bayonetta 2, isn't it? There's still yeah. people that say Bayonetta 2 is coming to PC.
1: No, it was funded by Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, all in all, really, really impressive. Um, like, I haven't seen any issues with frame rate except for
1: it, one level. It does have some. You chuck the right characters in there, and their effects oh, are really? going off, and it will tank. Um, I, had, I had. Scarlet one level. Witch is one for that. Yeah, I had um, one
0: level, and that was Hell. And you know where you've got the green things. I have only just started Hell. Okay, I've, I haven't
1: played it for weeks because I've been busy.
0: That's fair enough. Um, I got to Hell recently, and there's like these green like volcano things that shoot up. Mm. And you get about 40 enemies all coming at once and there's like a bit of slowdown. But it's not, yeah. not like huge. Yeah, it's never too bad. It doesn't destroy the game or anything. Um, but yeah, all in all, really, really fun. Um, it's not perfect, but we were never expecting it to be. It was just nice to be able to play the series again. I'd like to see the X-Men one come back. I mean, X-Men, X-Men Legends X-Men 1 and 2. Legends.
1: yeah.
0: I'd like to see them again, uh, but that's probably never going to happen. I played quite a
1: bit of X-Men Legends 2 after I recorded stuff for the last video I did. Yeah? I like, just sat there and just kept playing it for a bit. It's quite... It's Fun game, yeah. It's not as polished as a, well. I say polished Marvel, Marvel Alliance games aren't ever polished, but no. they're, they're fine. But this one, this one feels is X Men
0: Legends the one? X Men Legends two is the one that opens up in the town, right?
1: The first Where's... one has you running through New York at the start. The second one's got like um, you go to Genosha or something at the start. Okay, right. yeah. So it's
0: the first one that's you a have muddy the bugs shift to the first fight. Level. The first level on the first game, then, is the one that I hated. The
1: first level on the first game is New York. You have to yeah. run around and go in the subway and everything. But the levels are really big in those games, but they're all split up into segments. Yeah. They just go on for ages.
0: Oh, um, I give uh, Mother Old, Old Alliance 3, uh, Helen Hunt.
1: Kellen? Helen Hunt. Lutz. Helen
0: Hunt. Oh, uh, Kellen Lutz from Hercules and Twilight.
1: Or Lutz from 30 Rock. New Dude. What happened to Kellen Lutz? He was in Expendables, wasn't he? Was he in yeah. Expendables? Yeah. What happened to him? Died. Oh. Rest in peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in peace Okay, your review Ant. What? Already? Yeah. Shit. Um. The Mortal Kombat movie's going to have Ludi Lin in it.
0: Yeah, the guy yeah. from... Uh, Go Power from
1: Rangers. Fighting Vipers. Fighting Vipers?
0: He's the guy from the Black Mirror episode, right? It wasn't
1: called Fighting Vipers. Fighting Vipers is the same. Striking Saturn Vipers. Game. Yeah, get it right. Yeah. I don't
0: know, just yeah, two guys having sex with each other. He was Zack in Power the... Rangers. Just two guys having sex with each other.
1: Right. You
0: Pretty peaks. great. I was into it. Of course you were. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Disgusting. Just love the sound of squelching. Poop. Anyway. Disgusting. Anyway. What am I going to review? Whatever you want to review, eh? Right, fine. Uh, economy Pixel Puzzle Collection. Yeah, It's Picross There you go um, <laughs> so Economy Pixel Puzzle Collection is a free Picross game on, on phones Came out a couple of months ago and no one knew It's It's got a big old splash screen that comes up With Economy's 50th anniversary So that's how they're celebrating their 50th anniversary this what year What is this on? On mobile phones It's Picross Why is your screen so bright? Jesus fucking Christ Turn that it's shit a, it's down
0: a, It's an OLED <laughs>
1: Tone that shit down Okay but um yeah, it it's literally just pixel puzzles. There's shit tons of puzzles in there though, 'cause like I've got the achievement for oh, getting hundred and twenty eight puzzles completed and I think I've only done like thirty percent of the game. <gasps> what is Humvee Dogs? But it's got like um it's got like little you basically you have the pixel puzzles you're doing a sprites from various games and there's boss stages where you have like multiple puzzles to solve to make a big picture. Um and they're all like stuff like Bomberman and Castlevania, Parodius Goemon, things like that, Contra and whatnot. Gradius. I, think I might have just found the greatest game ever. And it's way. like, it's good stuff. It's nice, simple puzzles. It's got the five times, ten times, and fifteen times size puzzles in different difficulties. And, yeah. um, the fifteen times one is getting to the edge of being a little bit too difficult to friggin' do on a touch screen, but it has got a zoom in mode, but that zooms in a bit too far for me. So, yeah, I've just got really finesse with my finger touching on the screen nowadays. Can't get good. Um, and some of them have, like, broken my brain because I've never played Picross properly at length before. I played the Game Boy game years and years ago. Yeah. And it's about as that's about as good as I ever got on it. Um, so this one is like, I've had to learn how to play the game and I'm starting to get pretty good at it, I've got to be honest. I'm pretty great.
0: There's a game called Humvee Dogs and it looks like the gross game I ever
1: fucking made. It's the worst game ever made. It's I mean, a mobile phone game.
0: It Well, you're talking about mobile There's phone There's
1: nothing game. good on mobile phones. Anyway, Economy Pixel Puzzle Collection is quite good. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's free there's adverts in it right but they're not video adverts they're just like well this there'll is be free a banner as well. at the bottom of the screen and when you load back to the menu it'll like it'll load a window advert that appears on the screen but if you tap the screen before it's loaded it just won't load it so you can stop it from appearing um yeah and every three hours you can do a boss stage once you've unlocked enough stages to do one once it's once it's sure you know how to play the game um you know some of them are dead easy like the bombermans um, boss stages I'm finding that one super easy Because it's, it's all the icons From the items you collect in Bomberman So they're all boxes So every single one of them just has loads of rows Where you can just clear the entire row in one go And it gives you something to work with But some of them, like the the Gradius ones, driving me nuts Because like, it seems to be a scene from Gradius It's like loads of really intricate details But um, yeah For a free, free download It doesn't have any microtransactions in it And it's like just simple straightforward stuff worth getting it's Konami's 50th anniversary apparently so you know they couldn't release anything else this year what are they releasing this year they've released the Konami they've released that Castlevania collection haven't they Pez. it's not called Pro Evolution Soccer anymore is it it's called Esports Pro Evo Soccer it's like it's now called Esports for some reason but yeah that's it that's their 50th anniversary no nothing else they've got a dancing stage game don't think so
0: yeah there's a dancing stage game going on Wii this year
1: is there yeah, are you sure it's not just Dance Seventeen, or yeah. whatever it is. Um, there's a Gradius verses has appeared on the Switch on the arcade. I think it's on PS4 as well, which is um, one of the rare. There be these versus arcade things where like it was early multiplayer arcade, locking cabinets together and shit like that. Um, but yeah, that's on there. It's
0: a weird game, man.
1: Why are you playing that?
0: I'm playing the game you just you just recommended. I'm giving it a go. No, you're not. I was. Stop
1: playing on your phone.
0: I was, I was literally just, look, I was like, oh no, I've done it. Oh, well done. Best record it's the easiest at the bell. One.
1: Well done. You, well, that's where easiest, you start the literally game. Literally the easiest right, puzzle the game. I'm going back to game. Humvee Dog,
0: because that game looks fucking Yeah, anyway, now you've got to review something. Alright, yeah, I'll review something. So, uh, my next review this week is going to be uh, a slightly delayed review for, for Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. It just came out. It, what?
1: Yeah, and it just came out over you... here. No, it came out a while ago. No, we got it late. Did we? Yeah.
0: All right. Anyway, so uh, Fast and Furious, eh? The drivey, drivey, shooty, shooty gone films. Back
1: in time to when films come out in the UK like Ugh, a month after God. the US nowadays. Oh, like what was it? Crawl's only out this week, <sighs> isn't it?
0: Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. It looks terrible. That's why I'm so excited. Um. So anyway, so
1: uh, it's an so, Alexandra Arja film. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so a movie, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. Let's talk about Hobbs and Shaw, shall we? So. Uh, so Shaw is played by Jason Statham. And Hobbs is played by Dwayne. Oh, I thought they were going to
1: switch him over. Dwayne, one.
0: Mineral Man Johnson. And, oh, no. uh, so we've got a couple of, couple of story beats here. Like we've got some character development in this film because we don't really have much in the other films. Most of the time, I'm sure is just like a hard-nosed, you know, action man who just needs to track down, track down the bad guys and get the money. What? And Hobbs, wait, I've got the wrong way around. Hobbs is, yeah, Hobbs isn't, wait.
1: Which one's which? I thought you were a big fan of the Fast and Furious films. I am. I've seen them all. Is that bad? Hobbs is the rock. Shaw's Jason Statham. How sure
0: are you of that?
1: I'm a hundred percent sure. You're Hobbs. Hub- 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 Hobbs and Shaw expert.
0: <laughs> Have you actually seen any of the Fast and Furious movies?
1: I saw the first three, and then I got bored. Okay. Um, okay. So you... I want them to go back to just stealing VCRs, yeah, or DVD players, whatever it was in the first. They still,
0: they still something in this.
1: Do they? Yeah. Oh, that's naughty. It's you shouldn't a, do that. It's a, Hobbs is a lawman, he shouldn't be doing that.
0: It's a blood extraction device that removes nanites from someone's body. What? And Cliff Curtis, who plays Dwayne the Rock Johnson's brother, plays one of the Hobbs boys.
1: He the is, he's, he's, the Ranger, he?
0: he's the world's greatest mechanic. And using his mechanic powers, he managed to fix a biomedical device. Yeah, it's fine. So anyway, alright, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Brixton is... No, sorry, wait. Hattie... Is is Shaw's sister? Yeah. Okay, and she injects herself with a a a a, a a a a techno virus that can be programmed to kill people in a certain way, named and get this, this is subtle. It's named Snowflake.
1: Oh. Because
0: you can, you get it. Because internet people. Because because political snowflakes. It's meant to kill all the weaker people, the snowflakes.
1: So right Yeah, basically. It'll kill racists.
0: Yeah, it'll kill all those people who get up in arms every time someone tests And everyone
1: in the film just goes, you know what, let's just let this happen. Yeah, probably should. Yeah. Probably
0: should, probably decent. Anyway, so Idris Elba is playing Brixton, who is the man after the virus and after Hattie. Mm. And he himself has had some augmentations to make him a more powerful human being. He's essentially, he has fine-tuned his body using the latest technology and augmentations available to make him bulletproof, super fast, super strong, and with a heads-up display in his eyeballs. Um, him and
1: Shaw... He's still in the Fast and Furious universe. Yeah, it's still in the Fast and Furious yeah.
0: Him and Shaw What's have a What's happened in the other past. films that's, like, superhuman? Him and Shaw have a chequered past oh. because Shaw was the man who shot him in the head, oh. which got him put in the program, which got him turned into a superhero. Obviously. So yeah. he should probably thank him because he quite enjoys it. Yeah. He also has a bike that transforms. Oh. And it's a bit Does it like talk? Ki- yeah, it's a bit like Kit. Ki- turns- it talks. I mean, it doesn't
1: talk. Oh. Not yet. That's all I need from Fast and Furious the next film. I need talking cars.
0: So, so um, Shaw's big issue is that he's his family believed that he murdered all his all his troop when he was in the army, but it turns out it was actually Brixton. Um, basically, made it look like he had. So they made him sort of a villain that way. But he still doesn't really atone for the fact he killed Han. Well,
1: Shaw. You know, sure. Yeah. Because you're going to find out that he didn't. It was a setup. I'm telling you. In the next wanna, film. I
0: don't want to hear that though. The next I...
1: film, they're going to be like, we're going to get justice for Han, right? And you're going to see a flashback to that crash, and he'll be like, oh, it's a big setup. And he faked it. So Han just walks away. I miss and Han escapes. so much. Do you know what his surname was? Lou? No. It was Solo. Ah. It's like spelt like Sol, the place. Han. Oh. His name was Han Solo.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, he's a continuation of a character from A Better Tomorrow, yeah. which is one of Justin Lin's other
1: yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, I know my, yeah, you know, I know films. my Fast and the Furious universe. You know, up to three. Better Tomorrow's part of the Fast and the Furious universe. because yeah, right? he's one of the criminals. Tokyo Drift, the best in, Initial D film, not called Initial D.
0: I actually kind of like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. The second anyway, film's fucking so, awful. It is. Yeah, it's real Every bad. It's, it's best to ignore the second and the fourth film and just watch the rest. Yeah, yeah. So Fast Five is great. Um, anyway, so um, so Hobbs and Shaw have to take on this Superman. And the only way they can do that is by first extracting the nanites, destroying the virus to make sure it doesn't get to the wrong hands. And at the same time, finding what it means to be a family. Because you've got to remember... Family. Yeah. My familia. Family. you got to remember the Fast and Furious is all about family. 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 You know, it doesn't matter if you're fast, it doesn't matter if you're slow, as long as you've got your family and your mm. corona, then you're fine. Um, so... Yeah, so um, Fast and Furious films have been steadily getting more and more extreme and crazy, and and the last film had some some techno scientists who could force cars to drive by themselves, and had a submarine, and fired missiles, and Vin Diesel. Uh, no, sorry, the Rock pointed a missile in a different direction and made it fly off and hit. Oh, he yeah, grabs, grabs a rocket and it yeah, it. pulls it out. This is even called torpedo in this, the water. In this, yeah. it, right. in one of the most, in one of the scenes where in the cinema I went, I went like I I audibly couldn't help but laugh there is a scene where there is a helicopter that they have attached to a chain that's attached to a string of cars that have like these locking mechanisms that keep them in place and they're using those as like a ballast to weight down this helicopter and for a brief moment the chain on the on the the little because they've got like a little like tow truck chain Hmm. the chain on the tow truck it reaches the end of the spool and what does the rock what does the rock do he grabs it He holds this chain that is holding a helicopter, and I couldn't help but think he clearly saw the Winter Soldier, and he saw how great Chris Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth, how great Chris Evans looks when he's got like his he had that you remember the he in the helicopter he held he held yeah. the helicopter down, and it looked incredible. Like he was, you know, clearly the highest of his fitness. In this, it just looks like the Rock is having, like, no trouble at all holding these two objects. There's no struggle. But the, well, the only, rock wouldn't. No, the only really. struggle that you can see from him as a human being is that he goes, Aah! But he doesn't actually, like, there's no flexing, there's no veins. The rock and doesn't it, need to flex, It's dangerous. his arms aren't even extended, so they're no. not even, like, being pushed to the limit. He's just literally just holding onto them like two balloons. Well, no,
1: it's because he's flexing, <laughs> that his arms are being pulled tighter. So
0: he... This is a film that tells you that Idris Elba is a superhero, and then eventually... It gets to a point where they fight Brixton, Idris Alva. You know, they fight him, Hobbs and Shaw. And they discover that the only way they can beat him is by working together. But it's not like, it's not like they have some special fight style that they've worked out. No. They just make it so that instead of them getting punched. him at in, the same time. Instead of, no, instead of them getting punched at the same time, one of them will get punched whilst the other one gets a punching. Yeah, so share this, the punches. So this,
1: <laughs> the dual, the, they're off-tanking. That's what he's doing. <laughs> so
0: this super-powered robot man... Who's look- casting heels? <laughs> so this super-powered robot man... He's
1: not a robot. He's got he's... nanites in him. No,
0: he's got, like, he's got like bio-enhancement. He's got, like, a, sh- like, a bulletproof bodysuit on. And he's got these robotic, like, things in his spine and in his arms. And he punches through a wall at one point. Yeah, and the
1: rock once ripped a plaster cast off by flexing. Yeah, I know, but that's yeah. the
0: rock. He's clearly... He clearly spends every second of the day in the gym. And he's told, like, oh, you're playing a DSA agent in this. It's like, okay, cool. He doesn't think to himself, if I'm spending 10 hours in the gym... You need to work out like that
1: to be able to play a babysitter in a movie or to be able to... Or the tooth fairy. Yeah, play the tooth fairy.
0: So, The Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw is not great, but... And this is a big but. It is a long film. (laughs) And... There's something to be said about a long film that doesn't feel that long. It, it, That's wrong because it does feel long. It feels like it should only be an hour and 40 minutes and you could cut out a lot of this shit and make it an hour and 40 minutes but they wanted to make it this long.
1: It was only two hours, didn't it?
0: Two hours and 20 minutes. There's some great cameos in there. Yeah, Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Kevin Hart's in it. Rob Delaney's in it. Kevin James in it. Rob Delaney's in it. Yeah. Rob Delaney is in it For the briefest amount of time And I wanted more Rob Delaney
1: He's always in stuff For the briefest amount of time That's all he ever does He does cameos You
0: know why Ryan Reynolds and Rob Delaney Are in this Because they're
1: best buddies No because it was directed By the
0: same guy Who directed Deadpool 2 So that's why They're in this together I think
1: they should let Kevin James join the team Kevin James and Ray Mimano join the Fast he and Furious. He falls Curious. over has got bell grenades and he <laughs> yeah. explodes It's in the, in the middle of the air. action sequence and they're just like, oh, I don't like this one bit. Kevin James is like,
0: go he gotta go, on, go on to a crazy old man. And he
1: just There's falls out the car. Loads of people
0: getting shot in the Somehow head. Somehow falls on his face in Stephen Graham's in this from Deadpool 2 as well, actually.
1: Stephen, Stephen Graham, which one's that? Stephen Graham was oh, yeah, the guy who in... You know these random people no one cares about.
0: Well, you remember Snatch? Do you remember... Still oh, actually, Steve The Queen's. World's End.
1: Which one? Which the, one's Stephen Graham?
0: He's the one who loses the hat at the end. He's got the kids and he shows them the trick with the hand. He's the passive guy. Looks a bit like a troll. Not Nick Frost. Not Paddy Considine. Not fucking um, Simon Pegg. And not it's Piers, the one, who's the one who's not as famous as any of the other oh. people in that film. Oh, yeah, the one who played the pedophile head teacher in Deadpool two. Oh yeah, he's yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah He's yeah. in this. He yeah, Why didn't you say that? <laughs> <laughs> don't <did> you just say. <laughs> <laughs> I still like Deadpool too. I think people People give it a bad shtick But it's quite a good film
1: It's alright
0: As long as you don't watch That Christmas one It's it's still enjoyable hmm. It has a great soundtrack
1: It's alright
0: There's it an orchestral theme That's just They'll make swearing. more of them Yeah they will Well Maybe they won't Disney No
1: they will Disney like money
0: Yeah but they won't Make an R-rated movie You're not
1: gonna Not make like A sequel to the Two of the highest Grossing R-rated films ever
0: That's true They own almost a bill Well yeah. Yeah, they were like seven hundred and fifty each, eight fifty mm. for one. Anyway, okay, so yeah, so uh Fast and Furious films for sure. If you like the other Fast and Furious films, it's probably not your cup of tea. Which is a weird thing to say, isn't it? Because it's mostly punchy punchy action. There's not a lot of like drivey drivey shooty shooty, it's mostly punchy punchy action. And like really bad, like just terrible dialogue.
1: Uh or amazing it's dialogue. Really
0: not well written. For some reason for some reason, even though the rock consists mostly of just pure muscle. Um, Jason Statham constantly calls him fat. He is fat. Look at the size of
1: him. The Rock once, when he was trying to make himself look all tough, he had um, excess breast tissue removed from his chest. Really? Surgery? Yeah. There's a period in WWE where he wears a T-shirt when he wrestles, and it's because he had had the surgery recently and he needed to cover up the bandages and scars that were there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like some weird rumor? Is that? No, it's true. You can watch. There's like before that, he's got a little bit of flabbiness to his pecs, and then after that, his pecs are rock hard. The rock hard. That's weird. Pebble. Anyway. Yeah, um,
0: little pebbles. Yeah. Fast of Furious Short is it's so middle of the road, it's it's not great at any one thing and it's not bad at any like it's not totally awful at everything. So you can't really say it's a terrible movie. It's We're
1: only get a sequel to the one.
0: Oh I'd love a sequel to the one.
1: Friggin' call it more. films two. need to end with friggin' Jet Li fighting on a pyramid to well, last Drown- resort by Papa Roach. No, it wasn't last resort. It is last resort. It was
0: drowning bald bodies. No, it wasn't. Yeah it was. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit.
1: It's a line. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's drowning people bodies. It is, a hundred percent. Nothing not. wrong with me too. Nothing wrong with me three. Nothing wrong. Oh that's great. Let's get into that. Uh yeah, so I give this um it's not think someone so bland. I give this a Bill Pullman.
1: Bill Pullman, eh? Yeah
0: are you seeing what song it was
1: at the end oh that's not the it was yet, last me. resort yeah bastard that's not the same. wait I told you it was last resort it was always last resort no it's not 100% always last resort man I freaking I know my new metal okay I know where these new metal songs appear in films See, now you're, now you're just like, you can't admit that you were wrong.
0: No, I genuinely, I don't it believe... It wasn't let
1: like the boys, this is probably on the soundtrack. You're just going to put silence in No, 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 look, podcast. it's your review. Is it now? It's your review. you just wasting my time. Yeah, it's your you review. Fucking what? Go on, review something. Am I supposed to review? I don't know, something. Let's review. See, now you're upset because it's not... I am,
0: and like, it's got bodies and sinner on there. It's yeah. got Down With The Sickness by Disturbed. Yeah. And, uh, Bodies
1: is probably in the film earlier. Awake by God's, Godsmack.
0: Yeah, yeah, Bodies is in the film earlier is in yeah. the f- scene. So you know the scene where the car he park breaks thing. out there, yeah, where he breaks yeah. out there. Yeah. Um it's there, but it's, it I swear like 100% it was, 100%, last resort. It was 100%, always last resort I remember the end of that film being being Bodies, and I don't know if it's different in other countries. I'm going to have to find out because I I
1: <laughs> I've got the DVD. Have you? Yeah, of course There's I got have. got
0: the alternate ending, and it's just a different. <laughs> of course, I've got
1: the DVD of the one. Was it ever released on Blu-ray? One of the greatest films ever made. Jeez, probably not released on Blu-ray. Right, it's the film that made people go, "Oh, Jason Statham from Connect. Who the Oh, Jason Statham. He's not memory. He's not just the guy from Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Or that movie. Erasure video where he's in tighty little swimming trunks and yeah. dancing. He used to be a um, swimming. He used to be diver. a diver. Yeah, yeah. Olympic yeah, diver. Yeah, he wasn't very good at it. Pump up the
0: jam. Pump it right. up. I the should review.
1: Flow.
0: Was he putting on an American accent in Transporter?
1: Nah.
0: I will transport these for you. I will get you there.
1: Yeah, that will bit. No. Right. Right. I'm going to review. You ready? Yeah. Because you love it. Yeah. Uh, Dobutsu Sentai Geoja.
0: I have no idea what you're saying.
1: That is... Dobutsu Sentai Gioja is the 45th... No, 35th... 40th... 40th... 40th Super Sentai series. Right? I had to remember. There's a lot of. There's a lot of fucking series, man. All right. Um, so this is the 2016 to 2017 Super Sentai series. Um, big anniversary special sort of. It has one episode, two episodes where it's an anniversary thing. Rest of the show couldn't give a shit. Um, well, okay, the monsters are light, loosely themed around certain monsters from previous series. Whatever. Um, but the whole thing is, there's a guy. He's a zoologist. He Falls down a hill and finds this big old cube that somehow no one's noticed in the Japanese forest for years, um, and he's got this little cube thing that he's had for, since he was a little kid, got given to him by a birdman, and everyone thought he was crazy for saying a birdman gave him a cube. Yeah, and it takes him into another dimension called Zooland, where the Zhu is Japanese for beast. I was going to say it sounds racist. Zhu. Z Y U ZU. Oh right, okay. yeah. Learn to speak Japanese. All right. Um. So he like goes to his other land. In the process, they think he's trying to steal stuff from him, stuff like that, because they've been missing a thing called the Mark of the King for years, which is another one of the cubes. Um and Eli, you know, accidentally gets pulled back through to the real world. At the same time, coincidentally, uh there's like aliens attacking. And it's kinda neat, they're not like alien invasion as such. They're basically treating the world as a place to have a game. They call the blood game. And there's a leader called Genus who's like this He sort of looks like if you were to design some sort of Japanese Square Enix demon character and then swap the palette to gold and silver. Yeah. Like, so he looks angelic, but he's demonic. Mm -hmm. Sort of somewhere in between. Um, And he's holding this blood game thing where basically these generals, they send a monster down to entertain him. All he cares about is being entertained. He just wants to see the monsters fuck with people. And then he'll be happy at the end of it. And he just sits there looking bored most of the time, drinking wine and playing with his coins. Yeah. yeah, and all the the humans from Juland, they're called humans. The alien people, they're so humanoid animals, human beasts. So they look like lions and sharks. As the theme tune goes: eagle, Sharko, lion, elephant, tiger, honokaksei mm-hmm. Wild instincts awaken. Um, it's teaching Japanese here. The Japanese for shark is sharku. Cool. Yeah, lion is ryan. <laughs> but um, yeah. So they they become the duojas. They get the cube things themselves and. Make them look like humans. They can change at will, and they got tails. Tails don't disappear. Um, whenever aliens appear, the tails go s- straight, and they remember to keep them straight during all the sequences when the monsters are around, which is a it's a nice touch. So they're just running around with an erect tail sticking out their back. Um, although they don't have tails when they're in, su- in the, when they're transformed into their Super Sentai forms. I don't know where they go then. But Super Sentai kind of has this thing where when they transform, they just take on a this hero could be anyone look. Yeah, like they've had dog aliens in it before he turned into it and they don't have dog shaped masks. Yeah I
0: remember there was that series where they had the
1: SPD yeah, had it but um, had SPD the had the bad dog, better dog though. In Japan he was a furry dog and in SPD he wasn't. They did a different model. But anyway um, yeah and the villains have a video game theme going on. There is a video game theme going on for it anyway because the they all have cubes and the cubes look like imagine like a 3D pixel yeah, type thing and when they summon they have like Little cube Zords, so little cube things. They transform into an animal, kind of like those old toys, like something you get from McDonald's. Like you remember the burger toys and all yeah, that. Yeah, transform? the old Transformers. Like, like imagine that, but it's a cube, but it transforms into a rough approximation of an animal. Yeah. And that's their Zord. It goes giant and everything, and it forms together into a robot that kind of looks like a Minecraft skin, because um, they're just like square legs and square arms and stuff. I think I've seen a
0: couple of episodes of this one. Yeah, yeah. But it's
1: not been done in Power Rangers. It's no, never been adapted. But um, there's a v- the video game thing going on. Like they're all, like all the Geogia stuff is squares and cubes and things like that, like pixels. And the villains, all their stuff's like triangular, like mm-hmm. polygons. Yeah. So it's like, I'm guessing it's like they're the evil future retro stuff was cooler. I think that's something the developers are going at. Um, all the monsters have little coin slots, and when they die, one of the monsters called Naria comes down and she puts a coin in them to give them a continue. Um, rather like erotically, she puts the coin and rubs her finger along the slot.
0: Yeah, people used to do that. <laughs> yeah. There used to be a thing where you put the coin in and you roll, you like you yeah. pull your finger down and it zips in, doesn't it? Yeah, and sometimes it fucks the machine up and it comes out, but you get a credit anyway.
1: I think quite like when she does that. Like they ask for a continue and she goes down there and she does this little line, and says, um, "This coin is made with Genius Summers' en- energy. You'd better, you should appreciate, you know, appreciate this or whatever." And he pops in, the monster grows and goes, "Thank you, Naria," like that to thank her for it. Later in the series, one of the guys tries to betray Genius because okay. Genius apparently wiped out his race years ago and. He wants revenge, yeah. and it fails miserably. He turns into a complete coward, and his whole plan to not be killed by him is to wipe out everyone on Earth. So, Genius is like, "Ha, that's awesome. You can stay," um, but he enough. goes nuts. He gets his ass kicked that's instantly. Tough plan, though. And Genius is like, "Give him a continue," and now he's like, "What?" He's already kidnapped Naria in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. She hates him, and she goes down. She's just like, "You better bloody love this continue. To fucking be thankful." <laughs> And he turns up instead of thanking Nari, he's thanking Genius and all this.
0: <laughs> Why, of course, because he yeah. gave
1: the order to give him one. And then, and he gets his ass kicked again. No, oh, yeah, um, of course, because he's a twat. The power Rangers. Yeah, the one thing that bothered me massively. Um, one of the villains, that one I just mentioned, is called Cubal, mm-hmm. right? Cubal, as in he's like stuff.
0: But that's in his board.
1: One of the other villain, main villains, is called Azuld, but he's made up of cubes, and it really bothers me that the guy who's made of cubes isn't called Cubal, like. Or Cuboid. Cubal. Like, you know, his name's Azul. He's blue, so I guess Azur, Azul. Mm. Eh. It's not a real complaint. I'm just thinking it's silly. Japanese people. Um, but yeah, the series like, it's like a nice set of characters. They've got like, because they're all like animal based. They've all got some sort of power that's like, you know, animal focus. Like the shark girl can hear really well. The lion's super loud. He can shout really loud and all this sort of stuff. Elephant guy can sniff out stuff and they have to there's a couple of times where they try to make him find someone and the only thing they've got for him to sniff is like socks or pants and he's just like I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's not on. So he goes, Well would you want to sniff uh, sellers' cellars? Panties and he's like, "No, nah, that's just worse. <laughs> um But yeah, that's nice, they have the little powers and stuff. The red red ranger, he you know, he's got some energy from a bird person years ago and it gives him the ability to see really far and then gradually as the series goes on they forget they've got the, those powers pretty much it just sort of crops up once every now and again Um and yeah some fun stuff you get the kaijas come back for a two-parter I like the kaijas get a bit of Super Sentai you see them sending the Silver Ranger off to all the previous Super Sentai teams to get their keys so they can turn into the ones that have happened in the years in between so they get Go Busters and Takuja and all that which is it's neat stuff it's fun little two-parter hmm you know it's good to see the GoKaija's though. They're they're fun guys. I like Captain Marvelous and the gang. They're my favourite Super Sentai team because they're because they're pirates. And everyone loves pirates.
0: Who doesn't love pirates? Yeah. Um. The yeah.
1: Spanish Armada. Well, that and the Crown. British thing, yeah. But um, yeah. There's also some stuff like the the he's not really. I don't know what colour to call him. There's a sixth ranger. He's gold, black, and silver. He's got like three colours. He was made by the villains. They poured the energy of three different humans into him. Crocodile, rhino, and something else. can't remember what the other one was. Yeah. Um, Wolf. Wolf. Um, He's got a cool mask where like he can lift parts of it to make change the look of the mask. So it looks like a wolf, looks like a crocodile. It's quite neat. The Red Ranger can do that too. He can turn into a gorilla. He gets a big muscle suit on when he turns into a gorilla. And later he gets a whale mode. And the whale mode is actually really cool. It's got like a long coat. I like long coats on rangers. Um, it just looks nice. It's got a nice helmet with a whale-shaped teeth thing going on, on it, and a big gun thing. It fires a laser that just shoots all over the place, misses the enemy by miles, and then comes back and twats them, which is fun. Um, but yeah, the the extra ranger, he's got some sort of like bipolar disorder thing going on, and it's like they're trying to. It's like they do this every now and again where they'll give a character some sort of mental thing going on. Like, one might be quite clearly written to be autistic or something, but it's not in a way where it's, like... Like, they're trying to present that sort of thing to kids in a way kids will understand. So this guy, he's a little bit bipolar, and what happens is someone will say something, and it'll bug him, and it'll, like, shut him down somehow. And that's, like, his weakness, effectively. Yeah. But then, the course of the episode, he finds a way to overcome it and, you know, stand up, and he'll find... Like, someone could just say one little thing, and it'll suddenly be like, oh, it all makes sense now, it's fine, okay, I I can do this. But he'll just sit down and just start crying and stuff but um you know it's just sending a really simplistic oversimplifying it for sure in that way that japanese kids shows will but it's nice that they put a character in there that's not just like another hey hey let's go fight another battle um and also he's ridiculously strong he literally throws a car park into space in one episode um yeah the villain there's a villain right, in one, whole car park. yeah there's a villain who can touch stuff and make it explode in one episode and the Extra ranger thinks he's the one who's done it because he touches a bike and he feels a weird energy from it mm. and then the bike explodes. But it turns out he's getting his ability to feel things like his crocodile skill. They've got sensitive skin. Okay. So he can feel things and feel energy. It only comes up in that episode, never again. <laughs> um, but they're going around trying to find this one thing he's set to explode that will apparently destroy the entire town and it turns out to be a multi-story car park and he gets his fishing rod weapon, hooks it and just flings it into the air like the whole fucking car park, which is just like a little bit overpowered. Um, A tiny bit. Yeah, you'd think they wouldn't. Does he not ever
0: use that again to throw car He does some
1: ridiculous stuff every now and again. It seems his power level is dependent on how his emotional state is. I was going to say, his mood. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's not not a new concept for um, Power Rangers. But when he's
1: brought into it, he single-handedly destroys the team every single time they meet. And he's like literally to the verge of killing them. But what the Red Ranger is like, no, he's a human in there. I'm going to get through to him. But he's not. Like he is. thing. Well, he, he doesn't look like an animal or anything. He's just got the spirits of him, and in his head, he'll have conversations Sounds with like
0: him. Like a real shit version of Animal
1: Man. Animal Man. Well, animal. No, Animal Man from the DC Comics. No, oh, that's rubbish. Don't, don't no, know. No,
0: Animal Man's Man. amazing. Death of Animal Man. Animal Man is one of the best comics ever written. Don't you fucking start about Animal. Move on. Carry <laughs> on with your shit. Fucking yeah. dare say shit about the one DC. Well, I only like like two DC heroes. It's Animal Man and Swamp Thing. They're the only two worth fucking reading. You dare You dare to yeah. Starman's alright as well But it has to be Starman from the early 90s Maybe
1: When's the Animal Man film Coming out?
0: I don't It's not coming out He wasn't I part can't... of the
1: Justice League was he? No He hasn't had an animated Special has he? No No exactly, he's yeah. not He's so good though Anyway a uh, Pretty good fun There's a couple of episodes Where it feels like They're forgetting What they're doing Like the first part Of the series Like we need to find This guy who stole The mark of the king So we can get back To Zuland And everything, and they find him, and then he just vanishes for like 15 episodes, and they don't even really mention that they're still looking for him. Yeah. Um, There's an episode at the end of the episode, this other character called Larry, the gorilla guy who gives the Red Ranger the gorilla powers, um, he finds Birdo in the woods, and he's he's the bird guy's called Birdo or Bado, and he sees him in the woods, and it's like, oh, cliffhanger, and then nothing for another 10 episodes. And Bado's like, yeah, I bumped into Larry the other day. It's like, it was like literally 10 weeks ago, mate. Like, You've forgotten about this for the whole time. And then, like, five episodes from the end of the series, you get the Red Ranger's estrangement with his father comes up. Um, There's an episode partway through as well, which is unnecessarily harsh. Um, There's a villain called Vangre who turns up for a brief period. He's got his own little arc. And he puts his hand on people's heads, and he can materialise a memory of theirs so he can, like, bring something from their memory back to life. Like, usually he'd grab one of those yojas and bring a monster back they've already beaten. Um, but he touches the Red Ranger's heads and pulls his dead mother out. And he spends the episode like freaking out because his dead mum's suddenly alive. And he's like bonding with her and getting to know her. The rest of the team think he's met a new girl, mm. he's got a girlfriend. It's like she oh. looks a little bit older. It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, he's God. Like, it's not that. And then just as he's like getting used to the idea of her being around, Vangray turns up and just fucking kills her. Oh. <laughs> and good she just him. like dissolves. That's a good mate, that. Is. And he's like, like You fucking That's like Ridiculously harsh You've taken the main no, character no, no, Bring no. his mum Who died from ki- from cancer Back to life And then Kills her Instantly If you live in a world Where
0: literal monsters exist And someone <laughs> comes back From the dead You kind of got to Defend
1: your buddies Yeah Well the is a villain He wasn't defending his buddy He just turns up and kills Oh right He's Shit, the one who he made her Sorry He was like He oh. was all like, so it's like that record- Oh you're bonding with Raya
0: so it's like that Rick and Morty episode where, like, the spaceship has to defend itself, and mm. uh, the policeman and the policeman comes over, and someone's like, "Please don't use lethal force." Yeah, and it releases a little capsule, and the capsule opens up, and it's that policeman's son, mm. and, and he goes, "Daddy," and he goes, "Oh God, son! Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I should never have left my gun out." And he's like, "Daddy, what's happening?" Mm. He's like, "Son, please," and he goes and hugs his kid, and the kid's like, "Please, Daddy." Don't attack the spaceship, and he just melts his arms like, "Oh
1: my god, my kid!" Yeah, basically that. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the thing that happens in Super Sentai. Oh, they do the exact same thing.
0: Fucking hell! Yeah, it's pretty dark.
1: It's a really good episode, actually. Was it a kids' yeah. program? Yeah, Super Sentai is a kids' program. Kind right? of, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's on at nine o'clock in the morning. Well,
0: it's for kids and adults. It's yeah. one of those ones that skirts
1: the line. It's one thing. It's a missed opportunity. Um it's got a video game theme running through it it ran at the same time as Carmen Rider X-Aid oh, the video game one and they never yeah. cross over um, you think that'd be obvious there is the, get the
0: VR troopers back there in. is a
1: high yeah. side movie thing where a couple of the Giojas turn up and it's but that's more of a link into the next Super Sentai team so there's that but it seems like that would have been obvious instead he teams up with Carmen Rider Ghost which I haven't watched Carmen Rider Ghost <laughs> whatever don't care but um, yeah it's alright serious fine yeah it's decent i like the red ranger a lot he's a very classic red ranger very heroic very understanding tends to take on everyone's problems wants to solve them himself and stuff like that his big fatal flaw is is that he's a bit stubborn at times and he won't talk to his father and then that just turns up in the last five episodes so you know but he's he's a good Red Ranger. He's a very classical style one. I think they did that on purpose because it's the anniversary series, so you know, make a very oh, classic. Just try and
0: tie it all together.
1: Don't try and have a Red Ranger that's a bit weird on yeah. the anniversary series. Give it a traditional one. Um, but yeah, that was the 40, 40th anniversary of Super Sentai in two thousand sixteen.
0: Loved every second yeah, of it. Yeah, we're
1: almost at the forty fifth. Oh, we're soldiers on now, and two more series. We're at um, the forty fifth. I mean, who knows? We'll find out when it happens, won't we? Oh, right. Jesus. The thing is, they'll be the 46th Super Sentai, because last year they had two teams in the show. That's going to throw things off. It well. Because we had Lupin Ranger versus Ranger.
0: It's time to get on those VR Trooper episodes. VR Trooper, there's Metal
1: Heroes. There was three different series of Metal Heroes. VR. We VR. We so, yeah. Debutsu, Sentai, Jiroja. It's decent. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's not my favorite Super Sentai series. It's got Simeen, some good characters. It's, it's got, got some standout fun. episodes. It's yeah. got some. It's got a fun crossover with ninja, ninja which is confusing because I'm watching Power Rangers Ninja Steel, which is a series based on ninja ninja. Ninja, ninja ninja. So when I'm watching it, I haven't watched Ninja, so I'm watching it and I'm getting fucking Japanese Super Sentai that never got adapted to Power Rangers teaming up with a Power Rangers team that are suddenly all Japanese. It's a bit confusing. Um, ninja. Yeah, I'll get to Power Rangers Ninja Steel soon. I haven't finished the first series of that. I've almost finished Power Rangers. Yeah! You excited? I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because then we're going to have to review
1: it. <laughs> yeah, Beast Morphers is on soon. The toys are out in the shops now. Beast Morphers? Yeah, the new series. The current oh, series. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, the first Hasbro one. Cool. Based on Go Busters. Wow. From 2012. You know what? Cover me fascinated. <laughs> anyway, you should review your, is it your third thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I should.
1: Yeah, what are you going to do? Have you even planned it? you're just going to go ahead and forget aren't you you're going so to I going, watched oh, every single
0: episode of season 2 of Mindhunters which came out on Friday so we're up to date fuck yeah you say
1: you go. watched it you you had it on while you were no I watched every episode of the fucking series where you're series. playing games on your phone so
0: Mindhunter series 1 was an intriguing um, intriguing very well shot TV series about an FBI department being set up to work out what makes uh, serial killers tick to try and Clocks. get try and get to the bomber thing so that they could they could preempt you know, people that could potentially be capable of committing those crimes, but also to, um, to ensure that in future they're able to uh, successfully work out who the suspects are in cases. Because up to that point, if someone was murdering people, they would often murder multiple people and they, they wouldn't be able to track it as efficiently as they'd like. And often the person was caught by circumstance.
1: You're talking about fit, felt profiling. Yeah, feminist. it's essentially yeah. about, yeah,
0: yeah, profiling. Yeah. Um, so, season two, we are, we're joining the same team again. Um, it's got Anna Torv in it, who was in, um, in uh, Fringe. She played the love interest for Joe Jackson. Who? Hey? Anna Torv.
1: Fringe, didn't watch it.
0: You didn't watch Fringe? Of course not. The more we hang out and talk about this stuff, the more I realise you haven't watched a lot of stuff that's pretty decent.
1: Um, I'm not going to watch Fringe because it's another friggin'. Oh, we want Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We don't have Buffy, so we're going to do a weird show about weird things. It
0: didn't have a Buffy in it. It was about three people trying to investigate weird shit. It was like the X Files. Yeah, X-Files, yeah right? there you I go. Think. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was like the X Files. Because they want another weird shit series. They want another monsters and stuff, and it <sighs> gets that teen audience. Friggin'. Jesus. Too much of that. The last
0: episode of that series was amazing. Should
1: watch 40-somewhat series of Power Rangers the or last, whatever it is. The last
0: series of that. The last episode of Fringe is incredible because they basically. So all through their investigations, they like find these little things that are like. So it's like there's there's this money that has a. Uh, are you bacteria- talking about fringe? I'm just gonna quickly go through this. They're in like the first couple of episodes, there's money. There's like these dollar bills that someone's laced with this bacteria that seals up your eyes and your nose and your mouth. So, like they're like, calluses over. It's like really gross, and uh and in the last episode, they like have to siege this big building. Oh, I'm gonna reveal the circumstances because I don't want to spoil it. But they um they so basically there's this whole siege thing and like it basically there's a corridor shot that flows down and and the first people that are in the corridor it's just a bunch of poor bastards who have got these dollar bills on them it's like <laughs> and these people just walk past us like well that, there we go that was how we got in
1: yeah
0: <laughs> just drop some money on the floor someone picks up and they're like oh
1: man that's <laughs> it's, harsh it's fucking awful isn't it yeah.
0: it's so amazing but they like bring back that last episode, it is, it is a love up to everything that's happened at that point. They like bring back everything, like all the weird shit they discovered and things like that. Cause there's, there's a lot to do with Amber as well. And time travel, there's like a big jump at one point. But anyway, that's besides the point. are you reviewing? Not going to talk about fringe. going to talk about Mindhunter. And the Torv's in it. So, but anyway, so Mindhunter this season, we catch up with the guys, uh, because they've had some success and they've had some, um, prolific cases that have come their way. They've essentially, um, They've been bumped up in the FBI's regard, so they're getting new offices and slightly, um, slightly more cases. Mm. And one in particular, the main character Holden is, is fascinated with interviewing Charles Manson. Because Charles Manson, obviously, at that time, he had been arrested for the murders, but was unwilling to confess the murders. And he said simply that he had spoken to people but he didn't do the murders. He didn't commit any of the murders, but he had. He had helped people realise the anger and the uh, pain that they could unleash on people. He was not anything more than a catalyst to those people doing the action. But in reality, he drugged those people and was just kind of a jobless twat. That's what people seem to think Like they They think he was like Some crazy genius But he wasn't He just refused Any culpability In any situation Mm -hmm. He's like I didn't tell you He wanted to be a
1: pop singer He wanted to be a Famous folk singer But the way he
0: spoke The way he spoke Very specifically He would never admit To him being The cause of anything He'd be Mm -hmm. like I simply opened their ass The possibility That they could kill a person It's like Well no you drugged them Mm -hmm. They were Super fucked out Of their brains And then you Showed them a bunch of shit and then they suddenly snapped and they went a bit crazy and they killed a bunch of people. Like, they should be in prison for murders, yes, but you should also be in prison for being a fucking psychopath. But anyway, that's besides the point. So Mindhunters, and interestingly enough, Mindhunters, they cast the same guy as Charles Manson as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh. Even though neither knew that they had cast that guy as Charles Manson. It was like this weird twist of fate that they had both decided on that character, that person, to play that I character. they're connected. Maybe. Yeah. Um but it's still that really well-shot well-shot program it still catches you on these little bits and pieces this series has more of a uh, the narrative is based around an ongoing investigation which is not what they did in the first series in the first series about past uh, past killers and talking to these people and and finding out why they did things and what the connections were in this there is a person in Atlanta killing little boys between the ages of 11 and 21 and they are Basically, Holden goes there to go and meet it's up not with... not that little. No. But Holden goes there to go and meet with someone that they had considered for the FBI task force when they were setting up. And he, he is like a man on the ground at that place. And he knows Atlanta, and so he helps them with this case and, and, and to find out what's going on. And Holden makes the mistake of talking to a particular woman in the hotel. She's the lady that works on the desk. And she's very closely connected to the community. And she says to him, don't eat food here, I'll take you to go eat a meal. And from there, he's basically... Brought into this group of people that have had children go missing, and they have asked for help over and over again, and the police are ignoring it because it's little boys in a poor area, and they're mostly black. And so there is this whole oh the
1: FBI don't care about black. Well, kids. they
0: didn't at the time. It's Atlanta. They still, so don't. they had a they had well yeah that's true. They had a. I um, mean,
1: they started the whole thing of marijuana is the worst drug around because it was associated with black folk at yeah. the time due to racism. Yeah, never mind all the cocaine, all the white rich folk were doing. That was literally killing people, but yeah. you know. Weed It doesn't
0: matter. Doesn't matter. Weed was the bad one. But anyway, so um so yeah, there's this whole murder mystery going on. There's you know, they're trying to use what they've learned so far in the in the development of this task force to find out who's done it, and they have a profile in mind, and they are again profiling, which can be bad. We all know that there are no templates for these people, they are just psychopaths. So Future crime. In. Yeah. Um Might but not report. it's really fucking tense, it's really beautifully shot. David Fincher's fingerprints are still all over. I don't know how many episodes of this series he directed, but he directed some of the series some of the episodes of series one. Yeah. And he is he's the kind of person he directed who directed the whole lot. He may have directed the whole lot, actually.
1: I'm sure he did.
0: Yeah. I'm sure um, but yeah, fuck it's incredible. And this series, though it's not as as well put together, that's kind of what they're going for. There's chaos there. Mm. You don't know who the killer is and they're trying to track him down. And literally I just each of each of those episodes is like an hour long and I just fucking absorbed it. I couldn't
1: couldn't get enough. And it's that fun one where they walk into the wrong building in the FBI office and they pick up an X-File and they end up with, like, fucking weird shit and they're just like, what the fuck, I can't make sense more this. Out of more films
0: have that random room from Wayne's where we open up, it's just a bunch of people trading.
1: For James Bond. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but no, I, I highly recommend this. Again, it's Netflix, you've got Netflix, you should be watching it anyway. If you don't have Netflix, then get Netflix for a trial and watch this because this is kind of the best thing they've got right now. Um, I, I give it a Helen
1: Mirren. It can't be better than... Fuller House. What's that fucking film that got advertised to me this week and I was like, fuck no. um yeah, Assistant? No, it's the one with one there. of exactly. the Wayans brothers where he finds oh, out he's got spy- Sex Tuplets? Yeah, something like that. Sex Tuplets? I saw the trailer and I was like, you are not Eddie Murphy. Get yeah, this out is your not... I'm not
0: having dinner with The Crumps. No oh, God. Yeah, no, I would not watch that.
1: It's weird though because... I saw The, the Night Professor in the cinema.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I did too, actually. Yeah. It's weird because... Um, the Crumps. That Wayans film that they released not longer that was just basically... Groundhog Day the movie
1: was Groundhog Day well, is a movie
0: well I mean sorry Groundhog Day the 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 worst version of the
1: movie oh yeah
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't actually that bad it was just stupid and kind of shit
1: which one of the Wayans was it
0: it was uh, the one from this same one
1: is it is that yeah. Marlon yeah, Marlon Wayans. I can never remember. There's like Bit, there are like there's Damon Wayans Jr. There's Damon Wayans. Yeah. There's they had a sitcom. Like people forget there was yeah, like no, a yeah, living yeah. color. wasn't There's it? there's a handsome Wayans
0: and then there's there's this Wayans. There's a really good
1: one who's in um freaking Requiem for a Dream.
0: That's this one, is it? It's yeah. A, oh god, Marlon Wayans is the guy from Requiem F- oh. for. He was the guy who's going to play Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, like, yeah. Like he did that film naked and it wasn't that bad. It was just so why bland. was he naked? What is basically that was it like he kept repeating the day. He only um, had like a certain amount of time. I think it was like 15 minutes or something and he had to get to his wedding and he was every day he'd restart. And he was just naked in the elevator and he couldn't remember why what had happened to cause that. And it was basically him creatively trying to get around the Hey. <clears throat> Wait. we're safe. Okay, but yeah. That wasn't that bad but this looks like absolute dog. the
1: same shit. plot arc. It's what?
0: Well, oh, yeah, they yeah, already did the that on Netflix yeah, yeah I did already watch
1: have... that ARK is good it's... you watched it I it's a good B movie it. isn't
0: it made by the people that did Primer
1: I don't know no, I don't think so but it's like it's just a good good B movie yeah like
0: that's kind of what that's kind of what it's Nathan the sort of thing like. that
1: came out in the 90s around the same time as Cube and stuff people would have gone nuts for it
0: do you remember I reviewed that um, that film that was I can't remember the name of it now but it was the one where, um,
1: where... Primer's the one that's fucking nonsense isn't it which one Primer, the one where it's all like time travel and shit. No, all...
0: Primer is the one that's Primer is the one where two scientists, what is it like? of theorists. Like, yeah,
1: they decided like quantum bollocks.
0: Yeah, they decided based on quantum science how it would work. Hmm. And, and in reality, like hasn't everybody already said that you wouldn't actually travel in time? You would just create a new reality because time isn't like that. So you branch off. Depends so, what rules so, you're going
1: with. Time cop rules. The time travel in Avengers Endgame seems to be confusing the shit out of people. Yeah, but it's really simple in Avengers yeah. Endgame. It's, it's just like
0: everything that's existed before you in the timeline still exists. As it's long a as Star Trek, multiple timelines. Yeah, as long as you return to, to a ferry point. It's just the
1: can, way they explained it was that, no, when we travel back in time, that's still your present. Yeah. like
0: Even if you were to go back and kill Thanos, that doesn't create a new present for doesn't you. doesn't remove him from no. now. It's, yeah. yeah.
1: But people seem to have struggles with that, didn't they? I don't know, kids today.
0: Don Cheadle's my favourite in that conversation, where he's like, can't we just go back to baby Thanos, and he just does the <laughs> garrotting someone yeah. thing. And I was like, Don Cheadle, the man. Yeah. I really like him. He's a really good roadie.
1: He's a really good Captain Planet.
0: He is a great Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah. Trees. Trees. You're trees. a
1: tree. You're a tree. <laughs>
0: You're a tree. So, what are we making here? We're making, we're making Captain Planet 7. It's going <laughs> to be a hit with the trees. Um, alright okay yeah I give it a hell of a it's not perfect but like it's just really engaging really smart well shot TV and it's you know I just I couldn't get enough of it but at the same time I could see a lot of faults there and also I don't think it's something that's going to capture you're picking me. holes
1: in the work of David Fincher right? like you're better than him
0: look I've seen Alien 3 I know what holes in David Fincher films are like
1: Alien 3's alright Alien 3's a good film Better than Resurrection <laughs> I,
0: like, I like the way you've gone Alien 3 is alright Alien 3's a good movie the director's cut's Better really than Resurrection Doctor's
1: director's cut's really good The
0: director's No it's alright
1: And when you watch Alien 3 back now You're like This film had a fucking vision It might not have been David Fincher's It could have been someone else's <clears throat> Josh Whedon's Yeah well, he, No he wrote Alien Resurrection No he wrote that as well No he didn't He didn't write Alien 3 Alien 3 was written partially He wrote like, Alien Resurrection That was his first live action screenplay um, Thing since Buffy the Vampire Slayer And he also wrote Toy Story Yeah I know he
0: wrote Toy yeah. Story
1: yeah, but he didn't write Alien Free. Alien Three was written by um, David Fincher and a room full of Fox executives, who aren't named because they didn't like his monk wooden planet thing where he was going to go oh, out yeah, there. yeah, who was weird. that? That was That's David Fincher's. What Alien, Alien no, 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 was no, no, no.
0: That was by a. Prof- that was by the guy um, who wrote "I Have No Eyes, But I'm a Scream."
1: I don't know, but he was the David Fincher's original plan for Alien Free was a monk wooden work monk planet. Where there's like a commune and the aliens on yeah,
0: there. Yeah, yeah, no, like there was going to be, they couldn't use fire, which was like the whole thing that they couldn't use fire. Yeah. And then eventually the place would catch fire and they had to try and escape or avoid the well, fire. burn the
1: whole planet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. What are you looking at now?
0: I was, um, I was looking at the people that wrote Alien Freaks. There was a really prolific, um, screenplay writer that, that like, um, not screenplay writer, but a really prolific, um, sci fi writer that was hired to write a script. William Gibson's. Mm. Yeah, the guy wrote Necromancy, or whatever that fucking series was. What was it?
1: William Gibson, Neuromancer.
0: Neuromancer, there you go, that's that nerd shit. The film that that Johnny
1: Mnemonic was based on. That's
0: that nerd shit that I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny
1: Johnny Mnemonic was based on Neuromancer. See, I know. He has a dolphin that talks... Yeah. And Ruka Hauer, In who the also boys.
0: Talks. In the boys, the deep is in love with a dolphin. In the comic he has sex with one, and in yeah. the TV programme he tries to kidnap one to have sex with it. Oh dear. Yeah.
1: It's disgusting.
0: Well, that's superheroes for
1: you. Yeah. B a review. No. What's your last review no. out? Uh I watched Rocco's Modern Life Static Clean.
0: I haven't watched that yet. Oh yeah. shit, I forgot to review Invader Zim.
1: No, who cares about Invader Zim? Yeah, you're right. Um, Rocco's Modern Life Static cling was pretty fucking great. I was I was quite old. that was that was a show I love, eh? Loads of people love you watch the Invader Zim in film and like they forget that I'm old and Invader Zim in was after my time and I didn't give a shit. Um Rocco's Modern Life was my time, back in the day when Nicktoons were cool, when you had like friggin Rocko's Modern Life, you had R Real Monsters, that was fun, Rugrats, friggin' Ren Stimpy, which was made by paedophile, but don't worry about that. Rocko's Modern Life wasn't. Um, made by Joel Murray. Joel Murray? Joe Murray or Joel Murray? Lots of people Joel were up in arms about this. It's a fantastic film.
0: Loads of people were really cool. up in arms about this. Weirdos were. Because there was a trans character in it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know, right? God. But the whole thing, the whole concept of the entire episode is like a 45 minute one-off special and mm-hmm. like it feels exactly like you've just taken like a, an episode of Rocker's One Life. like It's just come straight from it. Doesn't he go and work for Doesn't a sex phone line? In the original series, no, he doesn't work for a sex phone line. The original series is an episode where um, he gets a job working in a um, in a sex hotel and someone phones up and goes, oh, sorry, all the rooms are all booked right now. And he's like, but don't worry, they're usually free in a few seconds. Yep, yeah, there you go, here's one. <laughs> <laughs> <And it's just> <laughs> literally... <laughs> he goes, oh, room 34 seems to be empty a bit sooner than I expected. I'm a wallaby. Um, but that was the this, this show that launched Tom Kenny's career, wasn't it? Was Tom fun, Kenny, the voice, yeah. He used voice Philbert in it. Was it Heffer? Yeah. Might have been Heffer. Um, but yeah the, this show feels like it's
0: just he went on to yeah Tom Kenny's
1: guy does a voice in Invader Zim as well doesn't he yeah, it's, it's an F, yeah. but um, yeah so the, the series ended with their house getting launched into space and yeah. the, this starts with them 20 years later they're still floating around space turns out the remote control with a re-entry button on it was stuck to heifer's ass the whole time so they could have re-entered at any time cool um and basically, at the start, the only thing they've had to watch the whole time out there is this one video of the Fatheads, the animate the cartoon that existed in the original show. Yeah, which Rocco just loved. Yeah. It's the only thing they had. And They returned to Earth, and it's basically like he spent the last twenty years not moving on in his life because they've been literally floating in space. Yeah. So when he gets to Earth, things have changed, and he doesn't like it. And all he wants is something to be how he remembers it. Mm-hmm. And it finds out the Fat Heads has been cancelled. So his plan is to go find Ralph, the person who do- did the Flatheads. And you know, a fathead cartoon And bring him back And make a new fatheads cartoon For a new generation Okay And all this sort of stuff So the whole thing is about him Like Desperately not wanting Anything to change He's scared of all the change In the world But he has to learn to accept That things are changing So when you do come across Ralph And it turns out Ralph is now Rachel It's like Perfectly in theme With the story That's mm. going on About accepting change And stuff like that And like They bring Ralph, Rachel back And friggin His dad Her dad doesn't accept Rachel like he doesn't doesn't like that like he's got a daughter now mm-hmm. um, but then he learns to accept it later and he sees the cartoon and all this sort of stuff because he's put because Rachel put stuff about her babyhood when she was a kid yeah, which you see flashbacks of and stuff but um, yeah it's like it's really well done show it is genuinely about something that maybe some of these weird babies out there need to learn about yeah the freaking people who are scared of things changing
0: well that's the thing like um, probably one of the weirdest things I realised when I was watching Mindhunter is that there are so many people out there that are aggressive towards trans people and angry at trans people or gay people or any sort of you know anyone of any gender or sexuality. There's all these people that, that have this really aggressive response to it, it and it so is the weirdos. people like. But it's not the weirdest. Refuse to accept change. No, it's, that's not who it is. Those people that show those signs that are so against it that they have these physical and 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 really passionate responses. They're usually people that are struggling themselves, because they are in some way attracted or or drawn to that, to that you know that group.
1: But like, necessarily, but no, a lot of them are. Like that's that's the it's generally people who think the world should stay the same. No, you're no, getting with Brexit voters who think that everything should be like it was in the nineteen fifties or something. Yeah, but they they those but are they're scared of the world changing around. But them. the
0: problem is they have this weird like. They think that their life is bad because of one very simple thing and they are drawn to this idea that we can fix it for you with one very simple tick of the box and they fell for it. That's a different thing. Aggression and outward responses to these sorts of things. If it's... we, Whether it's the trans community, it's homosexuals, it's, it's, you know... It's whoever. It's whatever. Normally, if it's something to do with... Is that why you get angry at dogs all the time? Yeah. If it's something to do with gender or sexuality, if there is an aggressive response or an outward response that someone demands that they have to have their opinion heard, or if they attack people of those 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 groups, the LGBTQ community, which happens often, normally it's one aggressor in a group of people, and there's some sort of tribal mentalism. But there's there's always one person that kicks off. There's a person who cannot cannot separate themselves out from the situation. They can't let a human being be a human being they have to violently attack it because if they don't erase every trace of that thing from existence, there is a possibility that they will have to deal with their feelings or emotions.
1: It's a really weird thing, but and it's... They something... do that with everything, though. You get these people who are like friggin' Yeah, but you... The, the babies who complain that She-Ra was different in yeah, but... the new cartoon. They yeah, don't like things that's being because different.
0: because they can't admit that they were attracted to this thing for a sexual reason. They can't. No, they're just... So they the whole thing incredibly is... Incredibly aggressive. Is and they turn around and they say... Well, it's not the same as the thing I was sexually attracted to. There's people
1: who can't understand a world that is outside of what they experience. No, They can't understand other... They can't
0: wank to something that they don't find attractive, so they get angry about it, and then they present that anger in a way that they think is rational. But in reality, it's not a rational response to someone having a change of artist or a change of style. It's not rational, because in their heads, they're not thinking, oh, this is the same programme I watched before, even if they film the exact same scripts, this is the same programme. In their head, they're going... This is something I was attracted to. I'm no longer attracted to it. I'm angry about this, but I'm going to tell people it's because I don't like the art style. What they're really saying is, I used to have sexual feelings towards this thing. I don't anymore because they're just pushing
1: it. the whole idea that gay that not- people have secretly gay
0: no no no, no. it's <laughs> not secretly gay because she is a female character
1: well, she I mean in general you're, say, you're saying that people have to be attracted to something no 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 no. no. they're I'm angry saying, about I'm saying,
0: it I'm saying like actual violent like you know when you have like a lot of people like assaulting people what I'm saying is that often when it's when it's like a person in the LGBTQ community being attacked by a person who who maybe follows them outside of a bar. They haven't interacted with that person in any way, shape, or form. There has been no infringement mm-hmm. upon their space. They've not been forced to interact with that person in any way, shape, or form. They feel the need to follow that person, and eventually builds to a violent, violent outburst. Probably
1: more because they've been, you know, conditioned to dehumanize people who aren't like them. See,
0: I don't know. I don't know. Same but... thing as
1: racism, where they just decide that they don't like black people because they're different, and they've been told that black people are inferior well
0: with that stuff there's like there's also that group mentality so yeah every are... sort of
1: phobia is a fear brought on by them not understanding that someone can be different and also the idea that equality for everyone
0: actually means everybody just gets the equal footing because it doesn't seem like equality when you have something and someone else doesn't and then suddenly that person has it too to you it seems like that's inequality it seems like they have something more because they have the same thing as you mm. that's what the church groups like that's why so many people do studies on church groups and the way that people. If well, someone who has
1: any for everything, letting sharing any of it, yeah. makes it feel like you're being taken. Absolutely, absolutely. Because they twats, and they fuck off. But no, that what goes more life static It's it's fantastic. I've heard
0: fantastic things. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I the
1: look of it as well. It doesn't look updated. It looks. It just looks like a high def version of the original show. It's got the same texture and feel to it. The animations feels the same. It's like probably a bit smoother than it used to be. But the original show had great animation anyway. In times, it, they knew where to spend their money on that show. But um, I can't think of any more shows from that era that would be worth doing new versions of, because Rugrats kind of just that went weird. There's no point doing that unless you did like a Rugrats that ignores everything that happens later on in it and did like Rugrats as it was in the original couple of series. Like, but then it'd be pointless, you know, Um, because Rugrats became a whole thing. They did the movies, they introduced new characters, they had like, you know, the. Rugrats all growing up and all that sort of stuff. So that yeah. had a whole life, whereas Rocker's Modern Life, that was like four seasons, and it ended. Angry Beavers could come back. Yeah, probably. I imagine the most likely one you get is um, frigging... Uh, what's that fucking scared dog one?
0: Oh, Courage Coward the Cowardly
1: Cow- 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 yeah, Dog. Yeah, Courage the Cowboy Didn't Cow- dog. that recently come back? No, no, that's not been around. They, I think they did an ident for a channel or something. But, oh, okay. Um, I
0: remember that... Because people forget about this, because the Invader Zim thing wh- has picked up because that's been released, but... Mm. People forget that Invaders Zim had a whole other series released after it died, didn't it? Mm. Like, had a season four or something released? What
1: happened then? to the Thundercats reboot? The Thundercats Raw? Well, Apparently it's it. still coming. There but... was
0: a Cats reboot as well, wasn't there? Nah. Yeah, Cats was coming back. But I think that was like mid-2000s.
1: Maybe. That wasn't that. that There's a whole bunch it. of them got revived in the 2000s. Like yeah. Thundercats had a 2011 series, didn't they? Yeah, it, was, it did, yeah. that wasn't bad. It was good um, animation. Bike from it? Mars got a season four in the year 2000s. Yeah, yeah. 2006.
0: And it got a game. PS2 game and then an Xbox
1: 360 game there's PS2 Xbox? and game DS was it DS yeah oh, okay maybe Wii but yeah. um no. Nah, but yeah the Rock of My Life one off thing I don't think they should do like a series street or Sharks. anything just leave it as it is like, just maybe have just release one. like a special every so often yeah maybe yeah but they've, it felt like they actually had something he wanted to say and stuff and it is about like just understanding that the world changes every now and again and it's not a bad thing it might be scary could be, good. could be good, could be bad. Yeah. But change is an inevitable thing.
0: Well, yeah, we have to evolve or regress. Yeah, but, you know...
1: And it doesn't mean that his fat head show doesn't exist anymore. You can still go back and find his fat head show.
0: Yeah, it's still out there. Yeah. You can still watch the thing that you love. Just because there is a new version of that thing doesn't mean the thing that you love has disappeared.
1: Mm. they got that new He-Man coming, haven't they? And yeah. already people are like, it's going to be better than she unless they draw He-Man like a soy boy. And it's like, fucking fuck off. Like... <laughs> Apparently it's been done by the did, did, people who did the Castlevania series. Yeah, and I think it's going to be weird doing an anime style when it's supposed to be a continuation of the Isn't original it like, show. It's like Flash
0: style anime stuff, or is it?
1: No, it's going to be well. Castlevania's proper hand drawn. You know, uh, I mean, shit.
0: like the Thundercats thing. Thundercats
1: raw. That's got like that Steven Universe look to it. Hasn't that's it? what I thought. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah. like inflatable that's what blue I'm nails. Yeah, but like we had two Thundercats shows that were very much like action hmm. style. The original one, the 2011 series people stopped watching the 2011 series it never got views like do something different it's fine there's a lot like like Batman no one complains when they do a weird Batman show that's all cartoony and kiddie.
0: do you know how good the uh, CGI Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the like the series just before this one and like no one talked about it but it had like new ones really good apparently it is really good yeah I watched one episode and I laughed a few times but I still can't get over the fact that we had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that had David Tennant that robot in the last series because they had the triceratops didn't they yeah God, that was a good series. That was actually a really good series. They had the episode that was a horror based episode, and it was the one where the squirrels were multiplying. And if you got, like, they'd go in your mouth and they'd, they'd basically jump out, and there'd be two of them coming out your body, and they use people like aliens.
1: Gross. It's really cool. I know, they, uh, Rocco's Modern Life Static clean. Give me a watch. It's a yeah. 45 minute song. Cool. Nice little quick thing. Could have done with more Heifer and Filbert in it, but it was all about Rocco's thing. They're, like, they're in it a bunch, but it's not like they sort of disappear for they periods the same And then come they. back in. Yeah. Rocco was
0: always a more sentient character, I guess is probably the right way to yeah. say. He was That's always the, the
1: thing, the whole show was about him yeah. learning dealing. He's a timid wallaby and he or a dog, as everyone keeps calling him. <laughs> and he's you know, he doesn't like things changing and no. he has to learn to accept the change. Yeah. It's good. It's on, watch it. Yeah. Why did Nickelodeon not want it? It's weird. <laughs>
0: Nickelodeon don't want a lot of stuff yeah. like they've separated out from loads of their shows, haven't they? Yeah, like, but the thing is, it's not like it's any Invaders more... in and this have both come out in the same yeah. month.
1: They're not um, like this. Rockers One Life Special wasn't like they were going. Oh, we're going to do a more adult. It has their tag on of the it. beginning. It's of exact it. same show. It always was. It's like yeah. it has Nickelodeon's tag at the beginning yeah. of it, same as Invaders in. Yeah, it's Nicktoons thing, but yeah, it's, but it's not like like they didn't want to show it on TV for some reason. They the didn't workplace. want to show it on TV because you know.
0: You know what would happen? Some fucking religious group would be like boycotting Nickelodeon. They just don't need that shit. Release on Netflix, nobody sees it as a Netflix thing. You don't need to worry.
1: Yeah, but it's got the same tone as the original show. It doesn't like. It's not like they suddenly chucked in swears and yeah. more adult humour.
0: But when we see something mm. and there is just characters in it, we see just characters. But if someone mm. sees it and they're of a religious group of the right disposition, they'll see it and they'll be like, "Oh God, look, sorry boy, SJW." Mm. Uh, like well that shit. They just fucking no one can enjoy I anything. Think that's
1: anymore. An issue with rockers modern life
0: it has a trans character they'd find a way to make it an issue well
1: they'd, they'd moan yeah but yeah they'd moan a
0: lot and then they'd be like boycott Nickelodeon because you know what they're like
1: Nickelodeon's lovely they uh they did are real monsters oh that's something they could bring back that was by Klaski Supio who also did Duckman ah, no one remembers fucking Duckman Jason Alexander has some of my favourite comedy That there's a whole one where he asks his son to, talk to, to talk to his son his son goes to open the door and just keeps smacking it into his face and he's like look son turn step to the left Set one side and then turn the door handle. And he's like, ah, oh, thanks, Dad. Next time you teach me that left and right thing. Fucking <laughs> classic.
0: That's pretty cool. But yeah.
1: Rock goes modern life. Classic. B-52's theme tune, man. Mm-hmm. They only did the C theme tune for season two onwards. If one associates it with the show, but it wasn't the theme tune in the first series.
0: What was the theme Oh, is that weird? That is a weird fucking, it was like a, yeah, instrumental thing, wasn't it?
1: Rocco's modern life yeah Yeah, what's your last review um, don't last give review. a shit my,
0: <laughs> my last review this this week is uh, the big cinema release of this week once Doyle upon a time oh. once upon a time in Hollywood. Hollywood I'll tell you what tell you what it's a crazy place at Hollywood isn't
1: it I, I have been there um, no nor have I I think it's got a massive rich porters vibe and oh yeah super bad poverty weird issue. shit happens on my Holland Drive
0: yeah lots of weird shit happens on my Holland Drive um
1: Naomi oh. Watts Gets Naked I like okay. that film
0: Justin Theroux's in that Yeah, it's a really good film
1: and I can never remember her name blonde Australian actress who's in Home and Away Naomi Watts no she wasn't in Home and Away Yeah, she was no she wasn't she no. was never in Home and Away oh no. right. she rose to prominence by playing Jet Girl in the film Tank Girl she did
0: great film um, alright Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is Quentin Tarantino's ninth film
1: ninth isn't it ninth or eighth Hateful nine. Those of our Dogs Pulp Fiction Jackie Brown Brown Kill Bill Volume 1 Kill Bill
0: Volume 2 Death Proof Hateful 8 Django Unchained Inglourious Bastards
1: Oh Inglourious Bastards Django Unchained Hateful 8 Thingy That one scene in forums and the one scene in Sin City. Does he count Kill Bill uh, The as... episode of CSI. No,
0: wait, 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 wait. Does he count Kill Bill as one or two films? I don't know. It probably
1: is like a film. I, right. I, I think it's anyway. fucking nonsense they put that on the posters. Yeah, so do I. Who but anyway, so shit?
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the story of... All right, I'm going to have to get the cast list up as I did with Thingy because I don't want to get any of the names wrong and I don't want to be confusing. So for just a couple of seconds, I'm going to vamp. Um, and I'm not very good at vamping, it turns out, because I just ran out of things to say. But it's okay because I have the cast list up. Oh my God! I'm, not I'm Are you yawning. I'm right, sorry. Cool. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Fuck's sake. Got it. All ready to go. All ready to go. So, um, all right. So, Rick Dalton is a fading, fading star in Hollywood. He used to be a big shot TV show in a. In a, um, he, used to
1: be, he used to be a TV show. He used to
0: be a big shot in a TV show called yeah. called um, Bounty's Law or something. And it's like a Western show, a bit like Bonanza. And he has tried to make the transition in t- from TV to film, but it is not going so well. He is now doing bit parts mostly in films where he plays the villain and the lead actor is beating him up as a sort of... It's a passing of the torch, almost. Yeah. He spends a lot of his time hanging out with his friend and stunt double Cliff Booth, played by played by Brad Pitt. Um, and they, it's sort of just ha- their, their year in Hollywood, really. It's, it's kind of, there's a lot of driving, there's a lot of like conversations around what's happening, there's a few scenes in which they interact with stars of the time. Um, but it's really, it's a weird film because it's so long. That it, Tarantino. It, yeah, but it's so long that it feels like it meanders a lot. It's hate hateful eight three hours long or something. Yeah, but I liked hateful eight. So was Django Unchained. Loads of people hate hateful eight, but I liked it a lot. But anyway, so there's a lot of driving, there's a lot of interaction. Like one of the most famous things, and again, controversy has been abound on this. Uh, there is a scene in which Cliff and um, and Bruce Lee have a fight. Mm. Well, a person playing Bruce Lee and then obviously Brad Pitt have a fight. and um, And it's really interesting because It's a lot of people are saying like, oh, Bruce Lee wasn't like that and all this other stuff, but in that he's playing a character in this film, it's kind of interesting to see Quentin Tarantino's version of that character. I mean the guy gets the voice down to a T. If ever you watch an interview Mm. with Bruce Lee, it's weird. It's like you're listening to him.
1: Close your eyes and imagine. The controversy is the
0: controversy is around the the fact that at the time that he's introduced it's sort of a break in in filming. So everybody's standing around and sitting around and Bruce Lee is, is basically just boosting himself up in front of all these people and he's like it's like if I ever met Muhammad Ali he wouldn't he wouldn't you know he wouldn't be able to walk out the ring they'd have to carry him out you know I, I would cripple him and all this other stuff because he was saying that he was the best and so Cliff laughs at him at this point and it causes an altercation between the two and it's very clever it shows that Cliff is a person who will take a punch or two to work out the weakness of the other person you find out there that he has a background. There are rumours about his character. He lives in a trailer by himself with his dog,
1: like He's, Mel Gibson in *Leaf Weapon 2. Yeah, too. Like Mel Gibson in Weapon 2.
0: He lives by himself, and he he only really associates with um, with um, Rick Dalton. With Rick Dalton. I haven't even seen the film, and I know the names of the and, characters. Uh, and and it's just a very strange film. I think that um, I think the choice to the choice to have Leonardo DiCaprio inserted into films throughout so like if he's in a TV show then they'll superimpose his head on the person in the TV show yeah it actually looks really good but the problem is that when you when you're watching the Sharon Tate parts they don't replace Sharon Tate with um
1: Margot Robbie Margot Robbie Jesus did you even watch the
0: film I did so Margot Robbie, she goes in and watches her own movie, and it's just Sharon Tate on screen, it's not Margot Robbie. And I think that's because that's our respect for Sharon Tate, because obviously she did actually get murdered by the Manson Gang. And yeah, and it's more of just Quentin Tarantino's revisionist history. I mean, I'm sure you've heard what happens in the end. I don't want to spoil it for you, so I'm not no, going to spoil the film I'm for not anyone. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh, there's a great gag with a flamethrower. There's um, basically in the, very, a joke? in the very beginning Leonardo DiCaprio is it's like a fake trailer for one of his films, or you see a scene from one of his films, and he just flamethrows a bunch of Nazis from this it's balcony. A simple Jack. No, um, he flamethrows a bunch of Nazis from this balcony, and Al Pacino goes, "Oh, that's fucking unbelievable! I can't believe they let you do that." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, really difficult. That's actually me firing the flamethrower. I had to do training for it, and they cut <laughs> to a training scene in which uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is firing a flamethrower." And he's like, and he's clearly very awkward with it. He's standing very, like, defensively, and he's spraying it. And he's, like, really struggling with it. And he lets it, like, he he lets it die down, and turns the flame thrower off, and he puts it down, and he goes, it's so hot. Is there, is there any way to s- turn the heat down on it? And the guy <laughs> next to him is just like, Rick, it's a flame thrower. And Rick's just like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And it's just nice little bits like that. That's <laughs> that's really good. Um, Bruce Dern has a cameo. So Bruce Dern plays like a, a rancher, like a ranch owner, a like, jolly rancher. No, a ranch owner, and he has like some hippies that are staying on his property, and and fucking hippies. Cliff goes and checks in on him because he's concerned they're taking advantage, and then that sort of builds up to the the Manson side of things. So obviously Sharon Tate was murdered by Marilyn Manson. Uh, Marilyn
1: Manson he's murdered by Marilyn Manson. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he was murdered by Charles Manson's family. That's the name of the gang. Um, in, in real life and they sort of play with that in this while well, they don't play with it they, they treat it with some level of respect and but it's just it, it, it is something that is revised in Quentin as world well, which is the whole thing is that you, you can see how much he loves this historical period like in every scene there's 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 bits and pieces like the cigarette packets the lighters the conversations the way that you know the way that people react to things like this there's a scene in which um, in which like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is having a minor breakdown very early on in the film and he's just fucking he's losing over the fact his star is fading and he's he's not gonna be a big hit like he's not a big shit in Hollywood. And Brad Pitt just goes just goes, The fuck are you doing? And puts his glasses on his face and like Leonardo DiCaprio's like, I'm sorry, and he's like, It's like it's a romance, right, okay, it's okay, you're alright? It's like, yeah, I'm okay. And he goes, and he pats him on the back and then ushers him to the car. And right before he does that, right before he puts that divide between them, you can see Leonardo DiCaprio is so desperate for just like a hug or any contact. Like he's literally got his fists against his friend's chest, and it's because obviously they had to have that macho persona. So yeah. Brad Pitt's shielding him from his own fucking vulnerabilities. It's just she just
1: kissed, like they wanted to. Oh,
0: it, the whole film, like you do, get the sense that there is like some sort of some sort of weird. Like they are literally connected to the hip, but like. I really liked it. I really like Quentin Tarantino's films. I don't like Quentin Tarantino the person. And especially when I watch films like Inglourious Bastards and Hateful Eight. Especially, actually, you know, Django Unchained is probably the biggest, biggest, like, um, issue for me. Is that he loves to use words that he's told he shouldn't use. And there is a particular word that he openly says really often. And it is the N-word that I fucking despise. But he says it as if there's no problem with saying it. Which word is that? I'm not going to say it. But Django and Chain they say it about 500 fucking times. Yeah,
1: and and they made sure he got lots of black people in the cast so he could um, oh yeah get permission so, yeah, so it's
0: okay then
1: got written permission from every single one of them. Ugh, but um, he went to the council of elder blacks. And got
0: <laughs> the- but <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood it's a film made with so much love mm. and 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 it is honestly a love up to that period of time. And I think what he's trying to do is. And a lot of people have said this already. A lot smarter people have said this and realized this more than, more than I did. Um, during that period of time in Hollywood, it was the boom. Hmm. Like people were just making loads of films. There were these big pictures, and they was all quite bright and shiny. And and Hollywood was treated like this magical land. As soon as the Manson family murders happened, they kind of it, it started this paranoid. You were getting more sci-fi films that are about stuff from below, and and and, yeah. and you know, it changed. I mean. For good or bad, it changed Hollywood, and this is—he's revised history so that that period never ended.
1: He would love that, wouldn't he? Yeah. But then all his favourite films wouldn't exist. Oh. A Whole bunch of films that he loves wouldn't exist. All his, like I don't know, I maybe mean, he hasn't watched a film since nineteen seventy-nine. Yeah. Made after that, yeah.
0: Basically, and, and and if you're if you're not a fan of Quentin Tarantino, you haven't seen films like this, but you're tempted to see this. Be aware that as with any Quentin Tarantino film, there is a large chunk of hyper violence at the end.
1: Yeah. And if you're a fan
0: of hyper violence. Because it's fun, Jan. Fucking incredible. It really is. It's, it is a tour de force of directing Mm. for him because it's, it's unlike anything else he's ever shot. And it is everything, every, every Quentin Tarantino action scene is always like a wide shot. And you can see the bullet firing and someone flies off and then it doesn't cut, it keeps in the frame, you've got the squibs and everything. This is the first time I've seen him direct something quite so kinetic. So it's in a living room, there are two people against one person. One person is clearly more, more better better prepared than these people for a fight against against two human beings. And just uses everything in the environment. And there is there is literally just Head being smashed against every surface available. Nice. At one point, it's just BAM! And then the next cut is a wall, BAM! And the next cut is a, is a fucking, is a like a fireplace, BAM! The next cut is a phone, <laughs> There's a cave, like a tabletop. It is just spectacular. It's really fun. And it shouldn't be fun, because it's, it's probably pretty gross. But, and I, I that's,
1: you missed the ending though, because you got kicked out of the cinema for wanking during the violence, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I wanked a lot. Yeah. There is a kind of a weird ending, um, some characters sort of... Again, I don't know how I feel about the people that you're watching because you you kind of want to love Leonardo DiCaprio because there is that element of humanity to him. and At the same time, Brad Pitt is just a very cool character. He's very calm, he's very collected. But there is... Sorry... Yawning There is something below the surface Because there are Like I said There are rumours about him And when you watch the film You'll know what what I'm talking about But there are rumours about him And he seems almost like He seems like he is prepared For violence As if Not that he wants it But if it happens He wants to come out on top Even if there's no signs Of it actually happening Mm -hmm. He has a dog That's particularly well trained In a certain thing And Licking uh, his balls (laughs) I'm not going to say anything Um, He's trained in, trained in certain things and much like the dog. Talk like
1: Pudsy the dog. (laughs) Dance.
0: Muchly, much like, much like Brad Pitt himself, the dog just needs one cue and then like that, it's ready to go. Hmm. And it's very weird that he's prepared that. You know, it's almost like, yeah, like I'm saying, he's preparing to do violent deeds even without any provocation that violence requires in the situation. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's not a lot of guns in this. That's the other thing. Like, you don't see a lot of guns. There aren't a lot of people openly carrying guns. There's the flamethrower, and there's scenes in like they're treated mm. like props in films, but you don't see people walking around with them. Tim Fyodorov has a really good cameo. I think um, I don't think that either Leonardo DiCaprio or Brad Pitt knew who Tim
1: Fyodorov was. Pardon? than even knew who Tim yeah. Fyodorov was. Um,
0: when it comes to like when it comes to actors, this the I other thing that was like, Dean
1: Hitman. Yeah, when
0: it comes to actors, it's really weird to to. Um, Unlike every other film he does, because there are standout performances, he's usually a very good actor's director. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you've got Django Unchained. Samuel L. Jackson is unfucking recognizable. And he is.
1: He looks like Samuel Jackson.
0: He is evil, like, mm-hmm. as that character. Mm-hmm. And then you've got people like Leonardo DiCaprio in that film. He is cartoonishly, cartoonishly villainous, mm. but he is so fucking good. He he is skirts the line between being willfully stupid and at the same time because he got permission from Samuel
1: L. Jackson to say the N word.
0: <laughs> but no, but you've got those characters, and then Django himself is this is this great character, in Christoph Waltz, and then Glorious Bastards. You've got Brad Pitt as, as the Apache. You've got you've got Christoph Only Waltz again.
1: Glorious Bastards was any good? Which half? The half about the inglorious bastards. Did you not like the inglorious bastards? They were the worst part of the film. I liked the that, best though. part of the film was everything that didn't involve them. I really liked all oh, the yeah. cinema stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love the cinema stuff. All the French and I was going to say like, and, um,
0: and who was the guy? Um, the scene with
1: Mike Myers. Who's who's
0: mm. Baron Zemo? What's the fucking name of the guy?
1: Oh, Nick Stahl. No, who's Baron Zemo? Nick Stahl. It's Daniel Bruhl.
0: Daniel Bruhl. That's yeah. it. He's fucking spectacular as that kid with the the one who they make the film about because he's shooting Nazis oh, yeah, yeah. he gets trapped in the tower and that turn at the end where he's like he's like ah oh, come on I'm still really good at annoying you and then she's like yes you're very good at annoying me now I've got to get back to work and he's like he's like oh no come on I can still annoy you more, I can help maybe and she's like look I'm not interested just go I'm going to do a job I've got a job to do the far the like the furors here don't sell the shit like fuck off and then he just in a immediate, like immediately goes like and kicks the door and she's like her and he goes oh you can feel something and it's like ah oh, fuck they are all bad <laughs> they're yeah. all just evil shits yeah yeah really fucking good but but there's no standout performance in this I wouldn't even say like I'd say probably the closest is the guy that plays Bruce Lee and fucking and um, Al Pacino and and maybe Damon Damon Lewis as uh, he plays Steve McQueen he looks just like Steve McQueen
1: mm. it's so weird who's Al Pacino play.
0: Al Pacino plays like a film producer. He's just like a he's just like a dude who basically is trying to get Rick Dalton into movies. Well,
1: she could have played Al Pacino. Yeah,
0: um, but I recommend it to people that love cinema. I recommend it to people that like Quentin Tarantino films. I would say that it is it's a difficult one to get through. You can really tell that his editor, sadly, she passed away, so she's no longer well, working years ago. Sally
1: Menke. Yeah,
0: and you can really tell because the films are getting longer and they're getting more What's the indulgent. The she directed, she edited. Masters
1: gross bastards it might have it... been dry it might have been friggin uh, death proof really yeah I can't remember Sally Menke um because she definitely edited Kill Bill 1 and 2 I think she might have died straight after Kill Bill 2 actually yeah but anyway. no 2010 so uh, a, uh, sorry I'm just looking at what well, the last yeah, well you're just putting silence in the podcast sorry sorry everyone audio sorry sorry sorry
0: sorry Oh, she yeah, she edited uh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, Um yeah. She did Glorious Bastards, mm. Deaf Proof, and Glorious Bastards, and then Peacock.
1: Peacock. Of
0: but you can really tell, like you can tell, because Bastards is probably one of the best films of the last ten years, and and this is this is great, but it's just it's not it's not as good as I'd I'd like it to be. I wish it was shorter, and I wish it was less self indulgent, but. For the most part, it's a really What's good
1: that a Tarantino film. that's self-indulgent. Jeez. In,
0: in all fairness, it is still it's it's he is one of the best film filmmakers out there right now working. So yeah. that's the problem, isn't it? Like you have to take the bad with the good. Even even something that is shit in their standard is a gem compared to everything else. The only the only thing that I'm kind of looking forward to next in in terms of this style of filmmaking or this style um storytelling is The Irishman, which is the um, Martin Scorsese one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because that's. I think that's again, cost
1: like $200 million. Really? Yeah. I It's taken ages to make because they're, they're doing everything they can to get the de-aging CG yeah. looking good. But I saw the trailer and I was like, that doesn't. No, it doesn't look right.
0: Good. I don't know what to expect from it. It could be good, it could be bad. It's probably going to be bad, but I'm still going to watch it like four times. Hmm. I'll watch Goodfellas before I watch it, In that way it will just even out a little bit. Goodfellas is Watch, four uh, good movies worth of bad
1: movies. What Shutter Island? I really don't like Shutter Island. Yeah, it's a Twilight Zone episode. They turned into a it's film. It's not just that; it's the fact that I was like thirty minutes in. I was like, yeah. oh he killed his wife."
0: I fucking I, well, no, <laughs> no. I said, I, I said, out, yeah.
1: I, I said to I, we, me and my friend. Russell, Spoilers for Shutter Island. Yeah, me and my
0: friend Ross went to go see it, and I was like, oh, "You know what? I think he killed someone. I think he's meant to be on that island. I think he's a patient, you know." Mm. And he's like, "No, because Mark Ruffalo's there and he's got a gun." I was like, "Yeah, the gun might be fake though, dude." <laughs> I got a real weird
1: chocolate. Yeah, it's like Cartman's gun.
0: I've got a real weird feeling that that he's the bad guy in this. And he's like, no, 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 you're not right. And I was like, as we were walking, I was like... But the problem is that I think that Shower Island, Martin Scorsese is a man who doesn't watch a lot of horror. And he's made a gothic horror without realising He watches
1: it. a lot of Martin Scorsese has watched basically every film that ever exists. You reckon? That dude watches a film every night. He's like friggin' Tom Cruise does as well. They just... he he really? Yeah, Tom Cruise watches a film every night, like, yeah. religiously.
0: He's a, he's a weird guy when it comes to film as well, because he loves... Himself?
1: Like, no. Um,
0: he doesn't watch his own movies.
1: Really? No. He wanks them. He fucking puts them on. I heard that
0: he doesn't watch his own movies, because someone was talking to him about cocktail, and he was like, oh, I had a lot of fun making it, uh, but I've never watched it. And they were like, oh, what about Top Gun? And he goes, I've seen bits of it, but I... I yeah.
1: What yeah. would he? But he it's the it. same, It's
0: the same as the guy who made Man on Fire, isn't it? Like he didn't watch any of his own films. You no, know,
1: Terrence Malick. There's a film director, a director of Tree of Life. Yeah, but he only watches his own films. Um, fucking Badlands and stuff. Um Do you know what his favorite film is? What? What? Well, what would you think a director like him would? Terrence Malick's favorite, favorite, favorite film. The artistic. He's like he loves his light coming through trees. His oh, voice breathless. Over.
0: A Buddha souffle.
1: No, his favorite film is um, Zoolander no yeah his favourite film is Zoolander it's been commented on by multiple people that apparently he will not fucking stop quoting Zoolander when they're filming stuff <laughs> it's his favourite film but this is not Zoolander 2 yeah I have to keep forgetting Zoolander 2 happened
0: yeah it's really bad for the best isn't it it really is yeah
1: anyway, it's you're so done. bad can I turn this off now
0: yeah I'm done I, I give this um oh, I give this I give this to Timothy Oliphant I think that's fitting he's in the
1: film though He's
0: in the film but um it's it's mostly of a high calibre.
1: Who was Hitman in the second Hitman film, the reboot?
0: Oh um,
1: wasn't it Ed Scrin? Was it?
0: Oh no, wait, was he the transporter in Transporter Four?
1: He was the other transporter, yeah.
0: Was he also so was he Oh god, so alright, so he was
1: in Elite Battle Angel as well. He was, yeah. He was good in the Elite Battle Angel. Yeah. Just had to play a cock. Um I can't remember who was the other Hitman. I can. It was a terrible film. fan. And then
0: it, it was a guy Hopefully who looked bad to be honest. It was a guy that looked just like um, it's not the cool guy
1: who played Z- Zaz in Gotham. No, it wasn't He's no,
0: that's no, quickly. Anyway, end, so, end so of the podcast. Hitman, Say goodbye it was, was to it the Hitman children. Was it Hitman Agent forty hey, seven? No, that right. was the Timothyola fan film. So this has been Crit Apocalypse episode hundred and sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna thank f- thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Love you. Um, and where can people find you on the internet? Cool, at is at Mellow Gaming uh-huh. on YouTube, and you're also you're also on Twitch.
1: No, you're also Twitch. on Mixer. God no! I mean, I've got accounts on him, but I don't. He's he is
0: he's available on Twitter as LV54 Space Monkey, and Fucking you're also mixer. you're also doing reacting Sem- Sentai Super
1: Yopper Ranger
0: Yopper Ranger.
1: The opera uh, line, as in drunken yeah Kev's apparently stopped drinking
0: so. Rupert Fred Rupert Friend, friend
1: yeah. yeah yeah so I told you it was Rupert Friend who was he in? Um, he's in oh, my, my friend in the north and um,
0: friend friend north friend
1: right um, okay and you can
0: find me at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter so you can find me on YouTube also at Chris Apocalypse I don't do anything on YouTube though but feel free to say hello
1: keep saying that. you keep saying I know, that I know I yeah. know right and, and how many subscribers is, you got on YouTube uh, two well done well done I earn those. You could double those by the end of next year. You reckon? Yeah. Oh god, there's some high figures. I don't want to really reach that yeah. high. I don't want to be the I next I mean I could double it by subscribing with my other accounts, but okay. I'm not gonna.
0: I don't want to become the gonna. next Pie Doopie. Pew Pewds <laughs> Pidopie. Um yeah, Pedopie.
1: yeah, probably. <laughs> probably
0: right. Um <laughs> The next pro Jared. <laughs> there's a hole to fill, he's probably already in it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only if it's underage anyway so this has been Critical Podcast episode 116 as always Trump fucks kids Jeffrey Epstein's dead Prince Andrew also fucks kids Nigel Farage is a cunt and anything you want to say to the audience no I think you covered it bye Uh, bye bye
1: I love you Uh, Trump fucks kids
0: you done I mean am I ever done